Hey, hey y'all. y'all! And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey. It's Misty. <laughs> it's Ani. And Erin. We're all back again. Yes, to cause a little more chaos into your lives. More work horror stories for you all to just cringe and be like, oh God, I'm so glad I'm not them. I I will honestly say my best stories will be this week. Like my absolute best stories will be this week. (laughs) The fact that everything I've heard so far is not the cream of the crop (laughs) is just so yep. petrifying mm-hmm. i've got i think i've got one two three four i have five stories in total for this week four of them are my probably top four best stories so with the exception of the guy who pulled the knife at me at the bench that that's easily one of my best stories but most of these are just pure pure gold just pure gold so <laughs> i have saved the best for last so i've got i think three maybe four okay all right uh, things i dredged up from repressed memories i'm just like what can i talk about I'm like oh yeah i worked in these places yeah yeah it's uh doing this has definitely brought back some memories <laughs> i'm just <laughs> like oh <laughs> Aside from like the one, like one story, all of mine, like compared to Misty's, just sound like minor inconveniences <laughs> and are not worth retelling ever again. I mean, look, I've had some wild fucking experiences. So yes, I've told, like, like I got, I told you guys about, you know, the dude on the bench who like pulled a knife on me. Mm-hmm. Just. You know, like, it's not the only time I've been physically threatened, so. <laughs> it's one of three times I've been physically threatened. One of three. And the other two stories will be today, so. <laughs> I think Erin's having a crisis. I think Erin's just going to give you a long, big hug when she come, when we come to see you. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I th- I think at this point, like, I'm just... Somebody somewhere, as people more and more people start to listen to these episodes, I'm just gonna get a notification one day saying somebody started like a like a charity donation thing to send me to therapy. <laughs> Clearly, you need it. Go. <laughs> it's like trauma therapy just for the shit that's happened to me at this door. So, but in all oh, honesty, right. it wouldn't be wrong. Still, and I have, I I actually have a couple stories from a coworker of mine. From a previous That's job of hers. Right. Yeah, we did have somebody submit some stories for us to tell on their behalf. So that's um, going to be fun. And if anybody who's listening would like to do the same, absolutely. Because we can always, um, we don't have another Work Horror Stories episode planned, probably, but as more repressed memories come up, we have more shit to say. <laughs> um, and we're more than happy to read other people's stories if you guys would like to send us stories. So, yes, this is true. Please send us your submissions because we want to hear them. I'm so broken that I'm laughing at repressed memories. <laughs> like repressed trauma. <laughs> so funny. <sighs> um, who would like to start or do you guys want me to start? Set I the yield stage. the floor. <laughs> Set the stage. All right, let's see. Um, all right. I'm gonna go with the guy 
who almost came over the counter to beat the shit out of me uh, because there was a plate on a table that wasn't his. Neither the plate nor the table. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. So, um, this is one of my earliest uh, instances at uh, the Castles and Poor People here in Florida. Um, the the all almost all of my stories are from florida like, let's be honest florida it's fucking weird but um this is after the guy this is an instance that happened i think within my first two months there it's one of the first bizarre things that ever happened to me um but we me and my coworker who were there and we had this huge line of people just i don't fucking know why there was so many people there but there was just a bunch of people there and, you know, we're trying, we're working really hard, we're working really fast and everything. And this guy, this massive motherfucking dude, at least 6'4", he looks like the only thing he does in his whole life is spend it in a gym, just lifting weights. And he's huge. Honestly, just based on appearance and the way he dresses alone, mildly surprised he can read, but you know what? Why not? He can be in a bookstore. That's fine. He's probably there with somebody. <laughs> I hope not for her that person's sake. Um, so he walks up. He, and when I say walk, he shoves his way through the line physically to approach <clears throat> like the front of the counter by literally shoving into people to get them to move so he can go up to the counter. And while the fact that we are very busy, for whatever reason, our dining room is not full. Like these people are taking their shit and they're leaving. Like that's just I it might have been one of those days that the um the actual on brand uh planetary deer that was in our parking lot was closed because it closed a lot randomly mm. back then for renovations. It was very old. It it closed a lot, so we had to deal with their shit. So but they took their shit and they were leaving. So we had a lot of spaces in the dining room because I very, very clearly remember looking at the dining room when he says this to me. Because he shoves a bunch of people out, very physically out of the way, and he's and he points to one of our three tables that are along like the big windows that we have. There's somebody in one of them. The other one, other two are empty. One of them has a plate on it. That's very important. So he shoves his way to the front of the line, and in the most pissed off, unnecessarily pissed off tone I've ever heard, and he sh- and he just yells at at me because he he did bypass my coworker at the register and went over to me and he's just like I want to sit at that table and I'm like okay he's like but there's a plate on it and I'm like okay I'm like well sir we're in the middle of a line um when we're done with being the, with the rush we'll go into the dining room and we'll clean off any of the tables that have anything on them in the meantime there are other open tables and he's like well how long is that going to take and I'm and I just kind of like gesture at the line and like, whenever the line's done, 15, 20 minutes maybe. And he's like, I will be back. And I just, okay. I'm like, okay. And I went back to like dealing with our line of like 15 people. Honestly, pretty much dismissed his existence. Didn't actually figure he'd come back because 20 minutes is kind of a long time to wait, especially when there's other table options. So I was wrong. <laughs> he comes back. Mm-hmm. We are still, and he did not come back 15, 20 minutes later. He came back maybe, I would be lucky to say 10 minutes later probably less than that i obviously still have a line of people of many people and he when i tell you he shoves this dude who's standing in front of him like in front of like the case area away he shoves this dude away just to lean as much physically over the counter as he can 
into my face. Just in, like le- probably about a foot of space between him and me as he leans over like our displays and everything. And he just loses his fucking mind. Just starts screaming about how I'm a liar, how I didn't clean the tables, how this place is filthy, how he's so pissed at me and I'm the worst customer service and I'm a filthy liar and just lays into me about like just and just is leaning so far over the counter I have to lean backwards away from him because he's now actually leaning far enough over the counter his like face is on our side of the counter and he yeah and he's just losing his he's screaming at the top of his lungs at me calling me all kinds of shit were you know just like the terrible horrible things he's just screaming at me because there's still one plate on that one fucking table and sir if you're that upset with it just put the table on the on the counter where the baristas are and they will put it in the sink yeah like move well, he doesn't want to tra- touch garbage and it's like just move the plate or better yet sit <laughs> somewhere the table else. Remove yourself. Just remove <laughs> Just yourself. Sit somewhere else. And he was screaming so loud. Now I don't I didn't work in a small castles and poor people. I worked in a huge castles and poor people. That takes you a minute to walk from one side of the store to the other. My manager was coming out of the office on the opposite end of the store and heard this man clear as day. That's how loud this person is screaming Jesus. at me. And as soon as this guy starts screaming, everybody in the line, gone. Immediately. <laughs> Turn around and leave. They're freaked the fuck out. Because he's just screaming all kinds of profanity and shit at me. And I'm just standing there, just holding, like, the middle of an order. Like, I had a cup and I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? It was one of my first interactions with like an angry customer in this store too. So it really threw me off because I was not prepared for this shit that mm-hmm. was going to be the next like six years of my life. And my manager, one of my managers comes over and he's yeah. just like, sir, what the hell is the problem? And, he's just like, and this guy, and luckily it was the only male manager we had. And he's a large dude. This man goes and stands <clears throat> inches away from my manager's face and just starts screaming and screaming and screaming. but he's also kind of an idiot because my manager turns and starts to walk out the front door and the man is following him out the front door <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just standing there just absolutely flabbergasted because up until that that is the first customer i've ever had that really like physically was threatening me and was threatening to come over the counter because he's like he was threatening to come over there and deal with me and i'm just like okay but that yeah and he was just making it very clear i was the worst person i he's ever seen and that maybe he should come over there and do something about it so sir if you could incapacitate one of the baristas who is in charge of cleaning up the, the cafe What's going to happen to that plate on that table that you're so adamant about? <laughs> I'm sure that's really going to get it cleaned up real fast. Right? And so my coworker is just staring at me with just these massive eyes. It's just, they're so wide. And she's just like, are you okay? And I was honestly so shocked by everything that was happening. Mm-hmm. Like it, nothing was registering. Mm-mm. Absolutely nothing. I'm honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if I was just in shock. And, like, I was just, 
I didn't say anything and I was just continuing to do orders and then at some point I just went in the back and I just stood there for like a minute or two because I just mm-hmm. like I was having a hard time processing what had just happened to me and like the manager after he got rid of the guy came back and he's like are you okay and I'm like I think, I so. think so and he's like you don't look okay and I'm like oh <laughs> and it didn't dawn on me until a little later that I must have looked really bad because we had customers come up and ask me if I was okay. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm fine. And then I would just like leave. And like, cause I went, I did like probably 20 minutes later, go into the dining room, clean the dining room. I had several customers stop me to make sure I was okay. (laughs) And I was just like, uh, I guess I don't really know. And then were, I feel like, fine. were yeah. these customers that had been in the line or just the, they were customers who had been in the dining room because okay. like everybody in the whole store heard him. So yeah, I was going to say, or did they come from other sections and be like, yeah, no, these wow. are the people that sat there and watched me get screamed at over, over a dish. So uh, a dish. the whole time you were telling that story, uh-huh. I only heard one word in my head. Okay. Roids. <laughs> that is Roid rage. That is, that is honestly, Roid yeah, rage. I would yeah. believe that. That is someone's on a lot of testosterone. I mean, because you said he looks like he works out, right? Mm-hmm. So he yeah. might have been dosing with testosterone, and he's just come. I mean, he's a dickhead anyway. He's yeah, unhinged. but he, yeah, I think he's. It just sounds like that was facilitated by some kind of drug, maybe PCP. Who the fuck knows? But yeah, PCP. He probably would have ripped the counter mm-hmm. apart. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, um, his, like, his arms were as big as my leg. Like, it was oh, huge, damn. dude. And I'm just like, and he's, and he was really tall, too. And I'm just thinking to myself, the whole time he's screaming at me, once it starts registering, and the more he's, like, leaning over the counter, and the more he's just, like, threatening me, the more I'm just thinking to myself, what can I use to hit him if he comes across the counter? Like, because he's going to come across the counter. And he just kept, you stab like, him with that <laughs> big-ass knife. Well, that's the thing. I was I was standing on the appropriate side of the, like of the back of the counter, where we keep the one of the only knives back there, and our big ass spatula, which is solid metal. And I was just thinking to myself, if he comes over the counter, it's going to take him a minute because of where he's standing. Because there was nothing like it wasn't open counter; it was like displays of like our cups and shit oh, like the that. Case, mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, well, the case is on one side and like right next to me, and then right where he's standing and leaning over is where we keep all the towers of like the cups and all that. Uh-huh. I, was, uh-huh. I was just kept thinking to myself, if it comes over the counter, it's going to take him a second. It'll give me enough time to turn around, grab the knife and the spatula, and hit him with it. <laughs> and that was the only thing that went through my head. And let me tell you, as the years went on, I would stand in that cafe and think about what I would do if things happened. If there was, like, mm-hmm. a robbery, if there was, like, people threatening me, if somebody came over the counter, if there was, like, active shooter stuff. The amount of active shooter, like, information and drill, and like, like, actual practice information we had to have was a lot, in all honesty. We had to keep what to do in an active shooter situation, like a little printout of it in our name tags. And we all had to like, like go through and watch all these videos and stuff like that. I remember watching those videos here and in Philly, but I don't. They implemented a new program somewhere like in my fourth year, I think. And they were really intense about it It could because of pulse. And because we live in Orlando because of pulse, they started implementing more and more stuff. And about the third year, I think I was here 
and then they would sit us down in groups and they would ask us questions based on like what do you do if this happens where do you go if you're in this part of the store and like an active shooter comes in where do you not go in the store if there's an active shooter in there where are there no exits where's the worst place to be and just like they brought us in in batches and just drilled us on this information i mean this is deeply unpleasant but where is the worst part of the store the music go. department. There's no exits in the music department, but one. Oh, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. it's only that one little gate. Yeah, it's out. like yeah. Just, and ooh. try not to be upstairs because usually there's only there there has there's escalators, but and there has to be an actual physical staircase. Mm-hmm. But you know, like you don't really want to be upstairs because Mm-mm. most of the time there's not like an exit to of stairs that leads you outside. So well, everyone music at is... the Grove and the Americana is screwed because mm-hmm. it's all three floors. Well, that too. And you know what's on the bottom floor? The music section. Yeah, the music section is the worst place you can be because it, it purposely only has one exit so people can't steal shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is the worst place to be. So Good to know. Yeah. And again, not fixing. I mean, not that castles and poor people can fix the gun problem mm-hmm. but again not fixing anything just here plan for it be prepared and well our the thing is too is like our castles and poor people like the one i worked at was the downtown location and like there's been shootings and robberies and like all kinds of stuff in that in our parking lot in mm-hmm. all honesty like bomb just in threat. the time i worked there there was yeah there was bomb threats there was uh a robbery that ended in a shootout there was a lady who shot herself in the parking lot like there was all kinds of stuff that happened there and like so it really didn't surprise me they started cracking down on it like right after pulse happened but they really implemented things in like the next like three or four years and everything like that of just throwing more and more and more information at us and just be like hey you might die so (laughs) and then but i would just stand in the cafe and just think to myself what do i do if like somebody comes in (laughs) and that's actually something i had is glad i thought of because one of my other stories is going to put that into play so oh, <laughs> so oh, yes but we will uh hold on that one because it's time for somebody else to tell a story all right so. so i got this job at some office to this day i still am not sure what the company was about like what the product they had was about like i'm just i'm still so confused they, I guess they had made a software that could, like, track um, preschool um, child intake stuff. Like, you know, all the kids are in, like, you, you keep, like, it's for, the, it's for the teachers. Like, the kids are in or they're not, you know, they're, you know, mm-hmm. um, they, have, they all had their lunch. They come in with their lunch, shit like that. Again, I have no clue what exactly this is really doing. That is so weird, but okay. <laughs> I, I was hired as the admin assistant getting paid shit and there were like one two three five i want to say sales reps in the office that we worked in okay and they would all be like they would constantly go on like um to convince not convention like the shit that young earth would do where you like set up a booth and Mm -hmm. everything like that expo expos they would go to these expos like different states and i'm like all right well go have fun but i was 
not told about any of my job responsibilities. Fun. So it's just here. You're the admin assistant. Okay, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what are my what are my duties? Yeah. Um. Apparently, I was in charge. Again, no one told me. Apparently, I was in charge of like office supplies, but I didn't have a company credit card to use. It's just like, oh hey, we're out of printer paper. Go get some tomorrow. I'm like, how? Money? Yeah. What money? <laughs> like, I don't trust you to reimburse me. So what the fuck no. am I gonna do? Yeah. Um, there was a big ass rumor that the owner and one of the, the lead sales, um, ladies were sleeping together, mm-hmm. even though this guy was married and had kids and everything, but he was always, he, this man had found that woman a, a place to, to live. He like paid her like bills. He was always in the office with her. I'm like, there's no fucking way y'all aren't screwing each other. There's absolutely mm-hmm. no way. That's a scumbag of a dude who's definitely acting as a sugar daddy, but that's a smart ass woman. So. Like the whole company was a sham. The only thing that I that I actually felt proud of doing was um, they had and they wanted to host an event in I want to say it was Minnesota, mm-hmm. like to get the people that use the software in the area to like you know for all the updates and this and that. So I'm like, all right, I booked everything. I booked the 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 hall at the hotel. I blocked out the hotel rates. For the rooms, I got his fucking plane tickets. Um, you know, I did everything. I, I planned out all. I, I did all the um, the folders of what goes in the folders. Everyone's name tags and this and that, right? Yeah. Whole thing went off without a hitch. And okay. the, and then like a couple weeks later, this guy turns around and fires me because I didn't get printer paper. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, right? Printer paper. Yeah. What? That is easily deliverable. <laughs> We were out of paper and it was my responsibility to go pick it up and bring it in. I'm like, since when? Mm-hmm. Since fucking when? What? Credit card. Right. Give me credit card. Give me money. I go buy your fucking paper. Right. This is, what did he think you were going to do? Go buy it with your own money? Yeah. He was like, well, give, he's like, we were, well, like, I'll reimburse you. I'm like, I don't fucking trust you. Yeah. I don't trust you in the least. In the least. Absolutely not, especially considering if you need to buy printer paper for an entire office, that's not going to be like twenty bucks. That's going to be it's a gonna, lot. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like, no, those fuck big you. pieces, because you're not just going to. Yeah, you're not just going to get one. Yeah. Because why? Because then you're going to be back next week buying another one because the offices go through. And it I'm like only that. being paid what ten bucks an hour. Yeah. Yeah. No. Don't make <laughs> your like least paid employee pay for your office supplies. Right. What the fuck. No, oh, it was. Oh, I hated it so much. I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. And he like when he went to like when he called me to the office to like you know tell me that he's letting he's he's getting rid of me. He was like, "So you'd be great at sales. You're a great liar." I'm like, "I'm a good liar. I can't lie for shit." Like, really? Yeah, he said that to me. He's like, "You'd be he's like you're great at you know lying and spinning stories. You'd be great at sales." I'm like, "Wow, sir, I am telling you exactly what happened. I am not lying." Wow. <laughs> what an unprofessional piece of shit. I mean, not that he cares because he's fucking sleeping with his underlings, but you know. Holy shit. Okay. That yeah, was terrible. Yeah. How old were you at this point? Yeah, when was this? How old was I? I was 20. I want to say between. Oh my god, I really can't remember. Hang on. Let's see if let's see if Facebook has this on there. 
Do, 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 do. Mm, nope, I got rid of all that <laughs> on Facebook. I want to say I, I was still, I think I was still with my ex. So I want to say it was definitely no later than 2014. Okay. No later than that. All right. Before, so sure, but no later than that. So you're pretty early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Lord. Now, do you want me to tell the submitted story, one of them, or Aaron? Sure. I, I really don't have anything that compares in those. It's, I'm telling you, it's like my lollipop story is all I can think of, and it, that is not good. It doesn't matter. We still want to hear it. You've heard. I've heard it. She hasn't. The world hasn't. Okay, this one was just stupid. It's really quick. It was really <laughs> just stupid. And okay. again, minor inconvenience. So um, this is when I worked for the organic candy company. Um, so we're talking about 20, let's, we'll do it 2015, about then. And so I was the receptionist, but, um, you know, like sometimes we get calls from customers because the way that it was, if we had no real actual uh, procedure to handle mm-hmm. calls from okay. the outside, um, and sometimes people would literally just look up our phone number from Google <laughs> and they'd get the office phone number and not like a customer service line. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> this lady calls in and, you know, I, you know, I do my pleasantries. How can I help you? And she's like, do you put real strawberry in the strawberry lollipops? Yes. That is kind of our thing. Uh, we are an organic, yeah. we're an organic yeah. candy company. We, you know, claim to use real flavors. Uh, yes, there's strawberry. And she goes, oh, because I wanted to give them to my daughter, uh, cause she has a sore throat, okay. but she's allergic to strawberry. Let's give her a raspberry. <laughs> Why would you give her artificial strawberry either? Like, <laughs> what? I don't understand. I didn't understand at the time. And I'm just like going, I don't, I don't know. What's going on? You know, like, again, because again, there's no procedure to answering yeah. this question. I mean, she's be- not being a terrible person. I'm just kind of befuddled by her logic. And I'm going, well, we, like, I, I'm thinking, like, well, there's other flavors. Why'd you buy it? Because there were packages of just straight strawberry pops. Yeah. And it's and then there were other bags that were mixed and whatever. And it's like, why did you even? Because she already bought it. Yeah. If you know your kid's allergic to it, why'd you buy it? I mean, I assume, but she wanted to use it as a throat lozenge for this child that I can hear crying in the back of the phone because they're in the car. And it's just like, no, it's it's real strawberry. And she goes, well, that's weird. And then that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> of an organic candy company using organic materials. No, it's weird. Yeah, and it's just like, that's weird. And I'm just like... Uh, and like of course Geneva's in the same room right and uh-huh. she's just going what happened <laughs> because I'm sure the like three parts of the conversation she could yeah. hear was like just the most demented <laughs> I, I I don't understand to this day what that conversation was about but uh if you tried to ask if the strawberry lollipops contained real strawberry yes they do and you're a moron thank you <laughs> <laughs> That is so stupid. That is so stupid. It's just like, that, even it's... if you didn't know, like, if you weren't sure, like, this might contain real strawberry in it, mm-hmm. the safe idea is just don't give it to your child who is already that is allergic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, go find a lime lollipop 
or something completely different. Or maybe if you're determined to follow this route instead of buying a throat lozenge. Yeah, just buy a lozenge. Don't give your child a lollipop. They don't give them Ricola. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Those have nice flavors, right? Yeah, like come on, she's. I've I've never understood what happened that day. But I have a twitch. <laughs> just like why? And then and then of course then she just hangs up and I'm just, I'm just sitting there with the phone, phone going. Oh. And you just hope this woman didn't just turn around and hand her daughter something uh-huh. she's allergic to. Uh huh. And like there's nothing I can do to prevent this. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. You're just gonna sit there and just be a spectator in the horror. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Wow. So I hope the child didn't go into anaphylactic shock and. Yeah. It's not my fault. It's her mother's fault. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely her mother's fault. Like, holy shit. I, oh, wow. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so we, do we want the submission? Yes. All right. Yes. Let us hear our submitted story. One of the first that we got, she says, is an oldie but a goodie. She used to work in a psychiatric office. And she's got Good a, a couple different <laughs> <Yeah>. stories. <laughs> she'll start with this one. Um, she worked with a bunch of ladies at the front desk. And she was the only white girl. Okay. At the front desk. And she was pretty shy at the time. Especially since it was her first quote unquote real job. Okay. Um so she's she's where is she? She's in Virginia. So like lots of African American people. Her supervisor was African American. She's like, which is fine. However, she pulled me into an office one day and asked me why I wasn't making any friends amongst all the people at the front desk and whatnot. I mean, first she's of all, like, it's you're, it's not a requirement to be friends with your co-workers. There not. is that. Mm-hmm. And it's also it's a psychiatric office. I'm not here to Yeah, God. <laughs> with crazies. <laughs> Behind or in front of the counter. Not, no. Yeah, especially not in, on the other side of the counter. <laughs> so it's like, like, I think I, you're going to find I have more in common with the people on the wrong side of the counter. So. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't like to share that kind of right? information. <laughs> Like, I looked at her and straight up said, I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to make money. She's like, and I really Honestly, think that took bravo. her off guard. Right? See, I really did, that took her off guard. And I really don't think she liked me very much after that. Oops. She's like, I did eventually get more comfortable with everybody. And everyone warmed up and was super nice. But that shit was dumb as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Is there any indication yeah. how long she'd been there when this occurred? Uh, Like, how long she was working before the supervisor was like, yeah. why? I don't know. I mean, if it's like a year in, you you just gotta assume that the friendship thing isn't happening. Yeah. Uh, like, if it's like a couple of weeks in, maybe just give somebody some time to adjust to it. Like right? You, you can't It's her first real job at a psych office, and you're just yeah. like, why aren't you making friends with everybody? Because everyone here is crazy, like... Because this ain't RuPaul's best friend race. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> That's why... <laughs> I mean, it's just like you can't just assume all of your your employees are going to be friends. It's just like if they don't want to be friends and they just want to treat it like a job, let them. Like, right? That's the thing that drives me nuts about people is, especially like a lot of people in management, they take their job as their life. Like, this is their thing. This is their focus, and they want you to be as a hundred percent dedicated to it as they are. And it's just like, no, no, this is your life. This is your career. This is your job. This is my way of making money. So, right. I, I have another story from that same office from her. Do I'm going to read that one too? Yeah. Sure. All right. Also, the psych office. There was a patient that came in and demanded to see her doctor. However, because we were an outpatient facility, we did not typically take walk ins. Especially this patient's doctor, uh, who was a really headstrong psychiatrist who didn't take crap from anybody, 
I was a bit of a jerk. So the patient was with a new girl, like a new um, psychiatrist, and I can tell that something was off based on how she was acting. The guy that she came in with was genuinely looking scared and concerned. Um, So I secretly called my supervisor and asked her to come up and help with the situation. My supervisor refused to come up to the front and help with the lady. Because she knew who it was? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. So I kind of stepped in and tried to defuse the situation. However, nothing was working because she wanted what she wanted and she was not about to back down. So she's like, I want my doctor and I won't take anybody else. Like, sir, like, ma'am, your psychiatrist ain't here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can't just walk in. So after finally me reiterating multiple times that she wasn't going to be able to see her doctor, if she needed to go, you know, see somebody, she needed to go to the walk-in psych clinic. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's an emergency, go to the walk-in clinic. Yeah. The patient ended up storming out, upset, and on her way out, knocked over the Christmas tree in the lobby, sending wow. ornaments everywhere. Wow. Surprised she didn't break glass on, the glass door on her way out. And we had to clean up the mess in the lobby full of patients. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, uh, and way she's to like, prove a, you she's like, needless there. to say, the new girl quit. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. That's insane. That is insane. Mm-hmm. That's actually insane. I mean, first of all, your manager refusing to help you. Yeah, that's dumb as fuck. Especially considering where they work? Like, no. Are you kidding me? That's That should be a manager's first priority in a place mm-hmm. like that. It's just like, I need help, then you should be there. Wow. It's like, okay. you're the manager of this office and how this place runs. I am just a plebe in the front next to a computer and a phone, surrounded by insane people. Yeah. Unless so they're actively help. dealing with another bomb right going yeah. off. Like, there's no reason... You are not coming out. Yeah. To to either defend your what your underling, <laughs> your employee. underling, and, yeah. and you know, or I don't know, prevent a lawsuit because maybe this person goes off and hits one of the other patients, right? Like or one of your employees. Like yeah. imagine the amount of, you would get sued if that woman had hit this lady instead, mm-hmm. and. Like you, as a manager, refuse to come help her. Mm-hmm. Like, are you like the lawsuit would be insane? Mm-hmm. Wow! And it would be an easy win too. No, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. And I'd sue like crazy. Mm-hmm. Just like I asked you for help, you said no, and somebody punched me in the face. So, <laughs> so I'm suing you and her. Yeah, and just be like, what the hell, man? All right, let's see. How wild. I'm going to save the wildest, which is also the longest story for last. So, um, and that's where those, my pre-planning survival tactics (laughs) came into play. (laughs) So instead, let's go with one that's just mildly stupid on everybody's part. So, um, we have a policy, uh, that when uh, if an if a customer passes out, you're not supposed to touch them. You're mm-hmm. not you're not supposed to touch any of the customers. So this is obviously like all of my stories at castles and four people, and this guy comes in mm, four or five in the afternoon, drunk off his ass, oh God. just 
so drunk it's insane and I need a book <laughs> and Did you smell the alcohol off him oh yeah oh okay. we, he's not walking straight and he's just <clears throat> so he goes and he like meanders around the store before making his way into the cafe sits at a table and just fully passes out <laughs> just 100 percent nothing is here <laughs> and so you know you can't you can't touch them. You can't. You can't wake them. You could try to make noise around them. You could try to talk to them to get them to wake up, but you cannot, under any circumstances, touch them. Can you poke them with a broom handle? No, you can't. That's touching on me. But not with my fingers. It's with no. You cannot do anything to physically interact with these people. Um, All right. If you cannot get somebody to wake up, you have to call nine one one. That's that's your only real move. If you can't get them to respond to you, so he was in the dining room for for a little while like he uh not not even an hour but like you know probably almost you kind of assume he's just kind of passed out over there but we do call our manager you know it's like look i'm pretty sure this guy's passed out in our in our dining room because technically we're not supposed to allow people to sleep in it either but you know like people do what they want um but we did call her and tell her like look he's passed out over here and then she's diffusing other bombs in other areas of the store so it, it takes her like you know 30 minutes or whatever to get over and like they send and like is he still there and yeah and it's just like look it was a it was a weekend and in this place is this place was wilder in the like in the middle days that i was there like it wasn't as wild in the beginning and it wasn't as wild in the end but those like four years in the middle <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was like four years in the middle is at least like to the point that they had regular cop patrol routes that just hung oh around God. in the vicinity of our shopping center because of oh all the shit that happened God. you have to understand our store was one of like a dozen stores in our shopping center and all this shit is just us it's not <laughs> even all the other stores that are like in the shopping <laughs> center so we're like in the, the point, center of the Bermuda Triangle or something. It's I'm in uh, the center of Florida, so yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which is where we're gonna be, right? So yeah, welcome to hell. We're like hell adjacent, where we're just like hell on crack. So you're you're hell on uh, angel dust, I think. There you go. So this guy comes in, passes out bath the salts. table. Bath, bath salts. salts. Yeah, Hi, hell on, on bath, bath salts. salts. My manager um who honestly easily my favorite she was my favorite manager she was this short like asian lady who gave zero shits okay zero mm -hmm. shits about apps this woman was a biker up until she had like her second kid and so was her husband and like this woman will gladly without hesitation you fuck with her she'll okay. punch you in the face no questions about it this is a woman who when she worked for ross and I will call Ross out on this. She was one of the managers. She went to throw trash in a trash can and found a dead body, and it didn't even oh! phase her. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I think we glazed over the, and it didn't even phase her. <laughs> and it didn't even like, phase she, her. At that point, she was been in, had been in retail for so long, she's just like, all right, and called the cops. This is a, a woman <laughs> who once found a guy, <laughs> this is in a castle of poor people, but ha found a guy in the men's restroom having sex with a floor drain. Ew. <laughs> I remember you told me that story. <laughs> and to clarify, the ew is not necessarily 
the sexual act. It is the floor drain. The floor, the floor drain. Yeah. So and the this... hepatitis and the <laughs> uh huh the, the sepsis and everything. Now this woman, I will, I am describing just because she's going to come into play in in one in my last story. So cause mm-hmm. she is a part of that one. But this is a woman who, despite being very small, will just punch you in the face if you fuck with her, and she'll tell Good. you that. And just like uh-huh. honestly, one of my favorite people on the pl- on the planet when I was working there was this lady because she was just and also one of the only managers I've ever had that was just she sided with you, like mm-hmm. instead of the customer, and that was the best thing in the world because she was the only one who would. So, but um, so she she came over and she sits at the table next to him and she's trying to get his she's trying to wake him up without touching him and she's talking mm-hmm. to him like sir <clears throat> and like progressively saying louder sir and then she's like slamming her hand on the table to make a lot of noise like sir and she can't get him to wake up so obviously we have to call the cops ambulance shows up they take him he's alive like there's no dead people Ooh. in my in my dining room but uh uh, they take him, they say he's really drunk, they give him stuff, they take him and they leave because he's he's still not waking up. Okay, that's day one. Day two. He shows back up. This Equally. is an ongoing thing. <laughs> this is a multi-day saga. Day two. <laughs> shows back up. Equally plastered. Just as plastered. But this time, he goes in the stairwell and that's where he passes out. Oh Honestly. my god! Once again, they can't wake him up. They can't, you know, they can't do anything. They have to call an ambulance. They show up. They take the guy. They leave. Okay. For day two, I hadn't been there. Day three comes around. Third day in a row. There he is again. Equally plastered. Equally just like meandering around the store. People are trying to keep an eye on him because he came in this time. The first two times he came in in kind of like the middle of the day. Um, but this time he came in pretty pretty late. But I, I saw him and I noticed him. And we have a different manager on duty at the time. I I like this guy. He was one of the sweetest people on the planet. He did not deserve to be in this store. He did not deserve the things that happened to him in this store. He was a very sweet person. But I also will say he is a very small person. He's shorter than I am. He's like built like a little stick. He's just a very small dude. Like I could pick him up and I could throw him. All right. So and he's also just one of the nicest people on the planet. And he just puts 110% of himself into absolutely everything. And he tries really hard, but he was a fairly new manager too. So <clears throat> this guy comes and I notice him because I saw the guy come through the door and I like, we had headsets and I said, you know, Hey, the guy's passed out in our store the last two days in a row. He came back. He looks equally drunk. So like people are like keeping an eye on him and they noticed him go this time. He, he went into the bathroom. So people saw him go in. People didn't see him come out. Oh, and God. so like the store closes and like we're like I asked, it's like, did somebody see this guy leave? And nobody saw this guy leave. And I'm like, well, we should definitely check to make sure he's not passed out somewhere. Sure enough, he's gone into the handicap stall, locked himself in there, and is passed out while sitting with his pants up, just for the record, but he passed out on the toilet. <laughs> so he passed out sitting on the toilet with his pants on though. So Did someone have to get like a little like camera and like <laughs> take their phone and try and There is a significant amount of distance between the end of the door and the floor in, in these stalls. You don't really have to do much other than just kinda like lean a little bit. Like you could tell. <laughs> like it's easily almost two feet of space. Oh my god. Like and it's just like 
Oh, you would have hated the one spot that we had to stop when we went to Vegas with Geneva for her birthday. You guys were telling me where you were like, it was the the stall. Literally, there was one toilet that had nothing around. It was just there. Open toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Right next to it. For the desperate. (laughs) Right next to it was a toilet that was surrounded by a wall. Like, like it was enclosed, but it was about, like you said, two feet off the ground that way. And about Mm. you, it went up to like Geneva's chest. Yeah. (laughs) Like. <laughs> that was your stall. And so like, if you walk by, you can just look down and see right. exactly. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> um and like Geneva is five seven, right? Five seven, five eight, something yeah. like that. So she's not like basketball tall status. Or anything. No, but yeah. still it's not this was an you know, a slightly above average individual <laughs> that was completely exposed by this tiny person bathroom. <laughs> Okay, sure. Anyway, back to, back to the gentleman yeah. on the toilet. Yeah, so, God, there's a lot of weird bathroom shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so the guy's passed out, and he's in the bathroom, and my, my poor, my poor manager, no idea what to do, no clue what to do, and I, and I had to tell him, he's like, look, he's been here the last couple of days, people couldn't wake him up, he's drunk, obviously he's drunk again, you have to call the cops. Like, that's mm-hmm. just all there is. There's, and he was just like, well, maybe... Wait, maybe we should do this, no. maybe we should do that. Maybe no, I should crawl the under the door and go no. in there with him. <laughs> I'm just like, and I'm standing there and and I just, I he, he's not joking. He thinks maybe he should go slide himself under the door and go into a locked, confined space with an unknown, very drunk person. No, you and just I, and I just look at him like, especially since like, it's strike no. three. <clears throat> and I'm just like, and I tell him, no, don't do that. It's like, what if he has a knife? What if he's not unconscious? Like, what if, like, all of these things that could be, he could attack you and you're just locked in a stall with this man. And, like, don't, don't do that. Just call the cops. And it honestly took some coaxing to get him to call the cops because I'm just like, that Bless is your him, only choice. Yeah. And it's just like, because he was, I will say, he was very concerned for this person, but he didn't want to, like, call the cops and all that. But it's just like, like, me and one of my other coworkers just, like, straight looked at my managers, like, you have to call the cops. So, we're, I'm standing next to him while he's on the phone with 911, like with the speaker, and he's telling them what's happening. And this is the third time this guy's been here. And he tells his 911 operators, like, well, maybe I should go under the door and be in there with him. And the 911 operator is like, so, it's like, no, absolutely not. Do not do that. No. She's like, do not go in there. You do not know what is going on with that man. Do not do that. He might not just be, dr- like, just, like, absolutely is a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, please don't, don't do that. Just don't do that. So, and, uh, so the, the cops, they in the, you know, in the 911, the ambulances and everything, they show up, we let them through the door, like, we lock the door behind them. It takes them, like, 20 minutes to get this completely unconscious guy out and get him outside. And, like, what, what my manager didn't think of is that, you unlock the door to let them in, and then you locked it when you closed it, which is what you should do. But then he took all of the employees and brought them to the other side of the store where all of this was happening, and then didn't realize until the people were trying to get out that they've we've now locked these officers in the store. <laughs> and I'm just like, and as we're walking, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at him, and I'm just like, is is somebody over there? Because they are fully locked in here. And he's like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Takes off running. Oh my god! Because they all these officers away from their ambulance, and it's just like holy shit. So we 
by the time we get out of the store for the evening, they're all still there and they're all still out there. And he is fully conscious. And he's sitting there with all of, with like these EMT people. And they're asking him like questions about what he's taken, like what he, you know, what he's done. Cause they did finally get him at, you know, to, uh, to, you know, to be conscious and coherent enough to talk to them. Right. And, and they're talking to them and he's like, no, he's just like, I just drank a lot. And he's like, I just wanted to drink a lot. And, uh, and they're like, well, you need to quit doing that. And he's just like, no, no. And they're like, well, you understand you can't come back here. Right. And he's just like, why? I don't understand. <laughs> and why? Like, Sir. <laughs> I didn't say anything to them, but I'm just like, as I'm walking by and I'm like, what do you mean? Why? But he's he's just looking at these guys so confused as he doesn't understand why he's been fully banned from the store. And was just like, maybe because we're tired of fucking calling the cops because of you. Oh so, god. yep, three days in a row, the same guy came, passed out. In oh my god, no. Yep. Someone must have explained it properly to him because it seems like he didn't come back after the third day. Yeah, we didn't have any issues. Like, I never saw him again, so. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. All right. Um, I have hmm. two more stories, just FYI. All right. Let's see. I got my next one. I was, oh God, how old was I when I worked here? I was, I want to say 19. Okay. 19, 20, something like that. Because I remember my friend was working at another location of this franchise closer to her. And I'm like, would be fun I'm like let me yeah. do that too because for whatever reason starbucks did not want to hire me ever okay i'm like okay so i worked at this smoothie place i don't even okay. know if, if there's any locations left okay well for the shits i'll just give it the name maui wowie it was a like very hawaiian aloha themed smoothie place okay this you'll know where this is you know what where the costco is on tampa and nordoff mm-hmm. there's a pink berry over there uh-huh that's where it was. That location, oh, that pink berry was where we this. We went all the way over there to work. Yeah. That's where this uh, smoothie place was. The owner, like, I got the job before the place even officially opened. This guy is like, he has no fucking clue how to run this place. He's also fresh off the boat. Okay. Fresh off the boat, my people. No clue what the fuck is, is going on. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. There was absolutely no training. He was like, you're gonna work here. Figure it out. Like, here's a, a booklet. <laughs> here's a booklet. I don't know what the hell you're supposed to do, but here's a booklet. Learn it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh huh. Okay. So I have to go all through right. all these drinks and orders and be like, this is how you make it. So I'm like the slowest smoothie maker because I'm just learning yeah. as I go. Mm-hmm. You're teaching yourself your job. So. <laughs> I am. I'm, I literally have the blenders and all the stuff, and I'm like, booklet. What goes in it? Let's go. Sorry, yeah. ma'am. I've never made this one before. <laughs> I've never made any of these before, ma'am. Um, there was one time I was closing up and it must have been five or ten minutes before, like, we're closed, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm wiping down the counters. I'm getting all, I mean, I'm cleaning all the blenders and everything. I'm just, I'm, there's no one in. No one has come in for the past, like, three, four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's a slow fucking place. Like, some family walks in about ten minutes before I close. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I, I, I literally said, I'm like, oh, we're closed. He's like, your sign doesn't say that. I'm like, it's 10 minutes, bro. You can see that I'm getting everything ready to put away for the night. Yeah. And he just got so upset and he would not leave. I'm like, fine, I will make you a shitty smoothie. 
because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Also, you have to wear Hawaiian shirts as a. Um... Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. I mean, it wasn't you know the worst thing, but I'm just like I'm 19 going. I don't and know. You were alone. I was alone. You're 19. I had no coworkers. You're alone, and you had to teach yourself your job. That's yeah. I had that. no coworkers or anything. It was just me. That's just fucking insane. What the hell? <laughs> All I right. Mean, you're on a you're on the evening shift mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. as a female. Yep. Mm-hmm. With no training whatsoever. I'm I'm not concerned about the training. I'm concerned about safety here. Yep. But yeah. uh. Alrighty. One of my one of my friends uh, was worked in a gas station, and mm. she would have to be there super late at night by herself. And it's just like, because mm, mm. when with gas stations you get the my when you get is about a gas station when you get robbed, not versus if you get robbed. Like you yeah, just, you know it's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, um, Aaron, did you have any more stories, or did you want to tell anyone? You don't have to, but that's fine. No, I don't. I don't think I have any other real good ones. <laughs> Thank you, um, Ani. Were there more submitted stories? Uh, yes, from the same person. We got another one. Okay. All right. So we got. He says this was the worst. Was her last job where she worked for nine and a half years. Uh, after she put in her two weeks notice, they tried to get her to sign a document that said she could not work or take a job in the same industry. What? That's actually pretty it's a non-compete clause yeah apparently because it's a niche industry despite hundreds of other companies doing the same damn thing this is a localization company what (laughs) i do now uh when she refused and stated that she wanted to talk to a lawyer her boss and and hr tried to manipulate her further into the office by showing her the original document that she signed when she started claiming that it said the same thing which it did not And she continued to demand to speak to a lawyer. After about maybe 30 minutes or so of them continuing to try to force her to sign and file, sign the file and convince her that the document did in fact say that she couldn't work in the same industry. She finally got fed up and she thinks that they were feeling bad, that she was crying at this point. So she said, I'm going to have a lawyer look at it and I need to go to work and say, if I need to go to work, DoorDash and do, you you know, side work. Hi, well, you know, I'm going to do it. Because anything is better than there. Yeah. They proceeded to let her go home, and she called out sick the next day. She showed a lawyer that same next day the paperwork that she was given, uh, as she was given, and the original document. The lawyer stated that she did have the right that she did the right thing because they didn't have a leg to stand on. This company that was just like you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her old company, the one that she was, you know, leaving from, mm-hmm. hired a lawyer. They sent her a cease and desist letter. They also sent um, they also sent a cease and letter to her new job because they figured out where she was going. What? Yeah, uh, that sounds illegal. That they figured. Yeah, out. yeah. Uh, like thankfully, eventually everything was squashed because they couldn't do anything legally, and that they, she thinks that they were just trying to use scare tactics to prevent her from, you know, from going anywhere else in the company. Yeah, she's like, it's sad because I was a really good employee for the whole time that I work there. That's why they were trying to scare her out of it. I would have been so pissed if somebody was trying to tell me that my nine years of experience I couldn't take to, like, get myself another job. Right? Like, are you absolutely insane? <clears throat> no. 
Like, I'm taking my nine years of experience and I'm going to get me a better paying job. Like, what are you the, the fuck wrong that, with you? But the fact that they, that they found out where she was going to next yeah. and sent a cease and desist letter to, to that company. I am surprised that didn't cost her the job because most employers would be like, you have legal baggage that's coming at us for this. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? so like i'm i'm genuinely surprised i'm very glad that it didn't happen to her and that they were fine with it but i'm really surprised because i feel like most places would just drop you like a hot yeah you're not worth this you haven't done anything for us as a new employee so there's no you haven't even signed the hiring paperwork yet so that's insane that's absolutely insane fuck that fuck those guys jesus okay yeah i would have sued the hell out of them like I just up, down, left, right, and center. I would have seen the hell out of them. All right. All right. My next story takes okay. place in Bumfuck, New York. Love that. How, location. how, Very how far away? Uh huh. It is. How far is it from New York City? About an eight to ten hour drive from New York City. This place is ten miles above the Pennsylvania border. <laughs> it is two hours away from Erie. It's two hours away from Buffalo, and it's two hours away from Rochester. The closest Walmart. Was forty five minutes away. Ew. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Now New York is a typically blue state. This was the only red county in the whole state that I ended up in. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, after being there for a while, I started to notice how everyone, all the kids in junior high and high school, all the girls, mm-hmm. look the same. Same features in the nose, in the cheeks, in the ears, in the lips. I'm like, someone has fucked someone repeatedly mm-hmm. in your ancestry. <laughs> y'all are inbred yeah yeah those small towns usually are though because everybody's usually related to somebody somehow oh it was and i'm just like i'm the only like there was maybe two asian families there because there was two different like chinese restaurants no black people and then you have me like i clearly don't fit in either Mm -hmm. i have to ask why the fuck were you there because i was young and stupid and i was dating a person from there yeah. I every day I find new reasons to be glad I don't date, and <laughs> that is today's. Yeah. <laughs> That's today's reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you knew if you knew this person personally, that would be all the reason you ever needed. Yeah. She's no, she knows stories. I know she knows stories, but if she'd actually met, uh, she, if she'd actually met him, she'd probably just kick him in the balls. Which I did repeatedly which I would do. Have loved to see. I mean, I did repeatedly <laughs> punch him and kick him in the balls when I could. So. Especially when we're in the pool. I just be like, ah! You didn't do it in front of me. No, I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> it's just like, where's my entertainment? Right. All right. So this place that I worked at, because I know no one from there's going to listen to this thing, was called Shorts. All right. It was a gas station, a deli, a sandwich shop, a marketplace, a pizza place, and an ice cream parlor. All in one. That's what a minimum of six things. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you walk into shorts and you can, you know, you get your gas outside, you come in to pay for it. And inside was that you walk in the doors and there's the counter. It's like, it's a square counter. Mm-hmm. And on to this side of it, you know, to the left side of the counter was the marketplace. So you can get like your basic bread and jams and whatever. And then behind me was the wall of cigarettes and chewing tobacco. Mm, sexy. And then behind <laughs> all that was the deli counter pizzeria ice cream parlor. This- so much in one. Come get your pizza flavored deli meat ice cream. <laughs> like, 
just chunks of ham in the <laughs> strawberry the pepperoni. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I, gotta, I, I love my strawberry pepperoni ham ice cream. And it wasn't just pizza that they would make to it. It was like wings and like, uh, oh, no. you know, too many things. Deep fried fish. Oh, like fish and chips and shit like that. It's like it was everything. When it comes like a mini- to food, the jack of all trades, master of none, is not a good thing. <laughs> like, it's not a good thing. Oh, uh, we had this customer, this regular who would come in and he would always get his. I don't remember if they were, I think they were black cherry Swisher sweets. Those little cigarillos. Mm. This guy looked like Santa's drunk cousin. (laughs) Because he had like the white hair, the white beard. He looked like he was completely lost. Red cheeks. And he always wore the same tattered jeans. Like you could see his boxers through his legs. Either the front or the back. It doesn't matter. You would see it. That's a big ass hole. I'm just okay. like, sir, you are married. What does, does your wife not know how to sew a patch on this thing? Or if you can't afford to get new pants, like, come on! Mm-hmm. Lord, okay. And the thing is, because it's me, I'm nice, right? With customer service and shit. This man would always linger. Oh, wow. He would always linger until like I was free and he like started making small talk. And I'm like, no. Ew. And this would happen all the time. I'm just like <laughs> daily. It sounds like almost daily. You might well. You're one of the only people in the town he wasn't related to. So <laughs> hadn't tried them sweet fields before. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be one of our merchandise. I'm just gonna say that first. Write that down. Write that down. Oh my god. Who's with me? I hate everything that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> oh no, this is gonna be great. Oh my god. Oh, what did you say? I hadn't tried them sweet fields before. <laughs> They're both taking notes, everybody. I just need you to know. <laughs> I already have an image in my head of what I want no. it to look like. <laughs> I have one too, and it's not pretty. So cool. <laughs> mine, yeah, mine's not like, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. No. Oh. Okay. This isn't, okay, the one I'm going to say, like, I have another story that goes with this place with shorts because this is really all I can remember, but this next story about it. It's not a it's not a horror story. It's just remember we're this this town is ten miles above the Pennsylvania border. There are Amish everywhere. Okay. I saw my lifetime's fill of horse and buggies up and down okay. the street. Mm-hmm. We would have the Amish come in, mm-hmm. and I would try. I, I, no offense to the Amish, but I would try so hard to suppress my laughter when I would watch the women try to use the coffee machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah okay because you know it's the ones where it's like oh you get a cappuccino a hot chocolate or whatever mm-hmm. it's one of those i'm just like mm. do you want me to help you to press a button because you have no idea what you're looking at 
And also, these people do not know what the fuck soap means, because the men, when they would come to the counter, I was like, please stand 10 feet away, because I can smell you wafting off. Just well, farm animals. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not farm animals. Not farm smell. It was, I haven't showered in three days, and I've been working under the sun. Yeah. Well, okay. Farm life. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they have Look. to drill. <laughs> like get gather their own well water like they have to take a bath i don't know if they use soap i think they make their own soap that yeah is they make their why, own soap. and he doesn't want to use that yet. Mm. anyway continue Sorry. anyways no 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 it's fine there was one night so because i didn't have my own car right i was dependent on my stupid fiance at the time and his bumfuck family of i don't know what the hell we're doing with three children where only the man is working and the mom is a stay-at-home mom. Or she was like a doula. And I'm like, you need to do more if you want. They- Your husband alone cannot be supporting this family. <laughs> also, when I lived there, I was the one who would do everything in the kitchen. I put the dishes away. I do the dishes. I do all of it. Because this man would go to work in the morning. And he would mm-hmm. come home. And he would do the dishes. He would cook. He would clean. What is the woman doing? Absolutely fucking nothing. Going through the garage and going like, oh, look, my crafts that she wouldn't even touch. Okay. Glad you got out of that. Oh, yeah. When I first met them, she was a Buddhist. And then a couple years in, she's like, she turned into a crazy Christian lady. Because her daughter started going to church and her other started a daughter going to church. I'm like, y'all are fucking nuts. What I did love, though, was when she was when she told everyone that she was going to go with her daughters and everything to get baptized, her dad was like, fuck that shit. I'm out. <laughs> You okay. need to go. I'm like, okay. Go. All right. Anyways, so I have no car, right? I have no ways of getting home. And it's not too far of a walk from this gas station, jack of all trades, whatever shop, okay. to their house. But generally. How many, like, a, a, give me an, a time estimate of how long it would take you to walk. 20 minutes? Mm, all right. That's not, that's not terrible. Still would have carried a weapon. Yeah. I had to walk home after a, sh- after a closing shift. Close it around 10, 11, something like that. Typically, or just this one time? Typically. Typically. No one's picking up the phone. Fiance's not picking up his phone. I'm like, I, I'm not going to sit and wait here outside of this creepy ass door in the middle of nowhere at night with no street lights around. I'm just going to go walk back mm-hmm. the way I know I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. I was so mad mm. that no one picked up their fucking phone. Mm-hmm. And I had to walk back. Not the fact that I had to physically walk. It's just... It's dangerous in the middle of the night in a small fucking town full of crazy people. Exactly. And then he had the fucking nerve to yell at me about not waiting for him or whatever. I'm like, I called you at least three times and you didn't pick up. What do you want me to do? Sit there and wait for something to come attack me? No, thank you. (sighs) This person. I'm just... That's so typical. Yeah, very typical of him. Was that so connected? Yes, it was. <laughs> now this this person, hmm. he lived back in this small ass town mm-hmm. again. He he lived between Lima, Ohio, and Wellsville, New York. And that is where he's located now. I think I think he's st- he's in Lima. I think he's staying okay. in Lima. So if at some point I come to visit you, there's not a chance we're gonna meet this. No, person. I have okay. yeeted all of my exes out of this state. <laughs> this is your state you're not giving it up to anybody so. no That's him, fair. i met him when he was in wellsville he it was out here for a bit and i 
I said, get out. He went to Ohio. He stayed there. The one after that, I met in Philly. He never came to LA. Thank God. He stayed there. The one after that was from Arizona, had moved to LA. We broke up. A couple months later, he went back to Arizona. I'm like, bye-bye. And then the last one was from New Jersey. Came out here, and I sent him to Texas. Yeah. That's fair. You got a great track record with it. Like, I don't like you anymore. Get the fuck out of my state. I mean, yeah, shit. All right. And I mean, Texas is plenty of room for fucking stupid, so. Oh, yeah, I know. He fits right in. So you had to walk. Was yeah. there a, was there story connected to the walking or just the fact that you had to walk? Just the fact that I had to walk in like again no streetlights. It's all wilderness. There's Did you one end up road. having to do it a lot? Like walk a lot? Um, I think I had to do that a couple of times. Yeah, but the like, first time that happened because I sat on one of those benches in the back where people would go sit and eat their ice cream or their pizza or whatever. Yeah, and I'm just like. I don't want to just sit here. Like yeah. this, just this feels so Seems dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, I have no weapons on me. Mm-hmm. Even though this guy was all about weapons on him, I didn't have a single one. Yeah. I would have acquired a baseball bat at the minimum, an aluminum one. Clang. Right. Just no. I mean that that was the horror of that one was just the creepy old man and having to walk home because I had no guarantee that I would be making it home. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. That's... I'm so glad that uh, all of your exes have been thrown out of the state because I don't want to meet any of them because it won't end well for most of them. So I'm glad they're not anywhere near me either. That's fair. It's not somebody you want to run into in like a grocery store one day. So... Oh, good God. I don't know what what I would do if I ran into my ex-fiance in a grocery store. Abandon the cart, turn around and leave and just... Go back to yep. bed because the day is just over. <laughs> so. Yep. Just whatever I was doing, stop it. Just, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much your only choice in all honesty. So, cool. That, or if I was feeling rather frisky, I just, you start yelling, um, liar! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mad Max's wife. Mm-hmm. Miracle oh, Max. Miracle Max. Sorry. Miracle Max's wife. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> all right. Shall I tell? Yes. One of my, probably one of my top three stories. Yes. Okay. Um, <coughs> so this, uh, this instance took place. There was a period of time um, where in the shopping center, my mom was a manager or she, well, she worked in one of the stores in the plaza, not in my store, but she worked in one of them. And so we, uh, every once in a while, our lunches coincided with one another, and she would come over to the cafe, and we would have lunch together, and uh, this was one of those days. Mm-hmm. She was there, so I was sitting in the dining room. I have my headphone, like, we have, like, one of those headphones where you communicate with the other people in the mm-hmm. store, and I have it on me, but I'm not, it's not in my ear, because I'm on, I'm on lunch, and I'm sitting there, and, you know, like, I'm talking to her, and uh, so she leaves, and I've probably got about 10 minutes left of my own lunch after we've had lunch together and Mm -hmm. i'm so i'm just sitting there like in the dining room you know just like fucking around on my phone and all that so and one of my regulars was you know he's a a nice dude i don't really know he's not like a one of those really friendly regulars he's just Mm -hmm. somebody i recognize and i'm sitting and he walks up to me and he's just like do you see this (laughs) and i'm like see what and he's like "The, the lady 
And I'm like, what? And he points to this lady who's walking around in the dining room. And I was fully had not been paying attention. I'm just like on my phone or whatever. The dining room's just not that full. And I watched this lady and, and he's just like, she's stealing. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm just thinking to myself, I can't do anything if I don't see or steal. Because that's their, like, Castle mm-hmm. Poor People's one of their number one policies. You can't do anything unless you physically watch them steal something. Right, and right. And he's just like, don't worry. Just watch her. And we stand there. And I'm standing there. I'm sitting there and I watch this lady who has, like, if you took the comforter of your bed and threw mm-hmm. as much shit as physically possible into it. <laughs> And then bundled it up by, like, the four corners so you could, like, pick it up with all the stuff Aww. in it. That's how much stuff is in this giant blanket that this woman has sitting on a table. Oh and next God. to about four really big, like, tote bags. Also full of shit. And, like, a, there's a backpack. There's a minimum of, like, four tote bags. And then this massive blanket just crammed with shit. And I watch her walk to our Godiva display. Take some of it down walk over to her blanket bag and start stuffing it in there and then turn around and go back to the Godiva display, grab more of it and just stuff it in there too. And it's just going back oh my and forth. God. The audacity. Oh, okay. Okay. And now he wants back in. Shit. <laughs> yeah, not in the water. It went in the water. The world is ending. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. Now it's all cold and wet. <laughs> so, uh, I'm stuffing the Godivas. Yes, into okay. this, <clears throat> into this bag. She is stuffing <clears throat> like Godivas and just pulling them and just stuffing them in, <clears throat> in this bag. And I'm and I'm just watching there, mostly in disbelief that she's just not even hiding it. She's just walking from one end of the dining room to the other just shoving shit in her bag and Mm -hmm. i'm like okay so i just pull up the headphone and i'd be like i'm watching someone steal a bunch (laughs) of godiva and they're like what and i'm like literally right in front of me i'm watching this lady go and grab handfuls of godiva and take it from the display shove it in her bag and go back and forth so my my two my store manager and one of my other managers like both together walk into the dining room and they look at me because they see me sitting there and I just gesture over to the lady and they stand there and they watch this lady go back and forth <laughs> and back and forth. And I'm just like, and and I walk over to them and, and I'm just like, so, and they're like, well, okay. So she's, this lady at this point has decided she doesn't want any more chocolate. <laughs> and Butterfield. But as you're looking at her stuff, her bags, her tote bags, her giant blanket mm-hmm. bag and all that, you can very clearly see um, other merchandise of ours mm-hmm. that is sticking out at odds and ends in, in places of the <laughs> just numerous bags of stuff that she has. And her tote bags are not small tote bags. They're like the, the two feet long tote bags, okay? Jeez. So, and they're just crammed to overflowing. And when I say overflowing, I do mean it. Because then she went to pick everything up and she's throwing tote bags over her arms and like, you know, and so that she's wearing them all. And she picks everything up with like the giant blanket thing. And as she's walking, things are just falling out, falling out of the blanket bag, falling out of the tote bags. She's not stopping to pick any of it up. She's just now 
walking throughout the store, dropping the shit that she's stolen, along with some other stuff, all over the store, as she grabs other things and is now shoving them in the bag to replace the things that are falling out. And at one point, she drops an entire bag, and it just spills everywhere. And these well-meaning, but really just shouldn't have been involved customers, help her pick up all of our stolen merchandise and put it in her bag. Did any of the merchandise have the spider app on it? No. No, most of that was kept behind, like, the counter and stuff like that. But they're helping this woman put our merchandise that she hasn't paid for like in her bags and she has so many bags she leans down to pick it up and like more things are falling out <laughs> like actual physical Hansel and Gretel style trail of stuff point A to point oh B of where God. this woman is going is just it's books it's games it's like you know like the uh, the board games and stuff like that it's decks of cards it's just like little miscellaneous just it's Godiva boxes just falling everywhere and my store manager approaches her and one of their at the time one of their big things is you can't accuse people of stealing and look they went through a lot of really stupid policies while i was there and this was one of them and so she's standing there talking to this lady and she's picking up the stuff that the lady's dropping and is as she's talking to this lady my manager's not even turning around to talk because the other manager standing behind her and is just handing her (laughs) behind her and off the floor and there's like is there something we can do to help you like do you need help with something and she's like no no i've got it i've got all my stuff right here and she's just shoving our merchandise more and more in her bag more things are falling out and it takes her the point in which she started from the front door is probably 50 feet maybe she takes a slightly meandering path but it takes her 20 minutes to get from point a to the front doors and they can't let they can't touch her they can't make her stop they like they have to let her go no matter what you're watching her do they have to let her go and she's dropping our stuff all over the floors and like employees are like following behind her picking up our shit that she's dropping and just to get some of our merchandise back and it takes about 15 20 minutes and i'm standing there along with the other employees as we watch her just drop stuff and pick more stuff up and shove them in her bag my manager's trying to talk to her to get her to stop long because they've called the cops at this point and they're just fucking taking forever to get there and they're trying to get her to stay put so that she's there when the cops show up but they can't keep her in the store and so the lady walks out the front door now from our castles and poor people location there's uh at a our side of the parking lot but um across a bit of the parking lot is a walgreens and it's we face the back of the walgreens where they have like the the uh, wooden pallets you know and their trash mm, cans okay, and all okay. That stuff um that faces the front of our store and it's probably like that's classy right yeah yeah it looks real it looks real great like uh, our castles and poor people was 20 years old when i started working there so like mm. it's not exactly a classy area but uh so we it's probably about 50 yards from our the front doors of our store to these trash cans and these pallets and all that so we're we're all standing there at this wall of windows, all of the employees watching this woman walk across the street. Because obviously they were want- they were watching her where she goes so they can tell the cops, you know, she went in this direction and all that. We all stand there and watch this woman walk over to the stack of pallets by the Walgreens 
and go between the building and the pallets and just put all of her stuff down and stay there. And that's where she was when the cops found her. Oh my because God. we all just fucking watched her walk 50 yards away and then sit down. <laughs> was she too tired from lugging all of her contraband? Probably. Maybe. And <laughs> they they did return our, our merchandise and, and all that. Like, we've got to keep the merchandise itself. But the Godiva, obviously, we had to throw away. Right. Because we don't know what she did with it in the time that she had it. But they found merchandise from no less than five other stores. Like, there was oh, yeah. stuff Damn. from clothing stores, the Walgreens, like, all kinds of places. Like, there's so many different types of stores, like, in that parking parking lot. And she they had all stuff. all apparently from- seemed to have the same yeah. policy. <laughs> like, this happened, like, towards, like, the earlier part of my shift. And by the time we closed that day, they were just, like, it was, like, nine o'clock at night before the cops like gave us our stuff back because she had so much shit they were having a hard time sorting it between stores oh wow <laughs> like that's how much stuff she had is she had four large tote bags and then this giant blanket bag of stuff and they filled uh they when they gave us our stuff back we put them in bags and whatever it was like five six bags of our stuff just full oh my God. of stuff she stole from us jesus yeah so and she just didn't really seem to mind the fact that everybody was watching her she was just very adamant that she didn't need any help and she was gonna leave now it's just like okay sure okay, delusional lady yeah so that was yeah that was a bizarre that was one of the most bizarre experiences i had there and i was just like what the actual fuck is happening mm-hmm so and you just gotta stand there and you gotta watch the whole the whole show and it's just like okay cool i guess wow yeah yeah so um i got nothing yeah that was a that was a weird one but she didn't need help so that's okay no she didn't need any help she was good so So, yeah no i'm totally fine on my own stealing all your shit it's fine yeah. Ani, do you have a another story either from you or from uh, the one that was sent to us? Uh, no. It's I mean, I have another story, but it's not a work horror story. It does relate to the last Castle and Poor People that I worked at here. But okay. this is after my seasonal shift, you know, was over. Okay. I went back in because I go to this one all the time. Okay. I, I went back in just to browse and get some more books as, as you do. Yeah. And one of the one of the the book floor people who I remembered from when I was there, she didn't recognize me at all. I'm like, wow, rude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she came up to me like I'm like I'm deep focused reading yeah. the synopsis on the back of a book. Yeah. Just you know trying to get it all in, you know, mm-hmm. process yeah. it and be like, do I want it? Do I not? Would this be for me? And she just shows up and she's like, hi, how can I help you? I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I'm fine. Thank you yeah. very much. I know how the process works here. She's like, oh, if you're, she's like, if you're into that, there's this and this. I'm like, no. Mm. Stop. Yeah. She continues to like throw 10 books at me. If you like this one and this one and this one and this one. I'm like, lady, stop. Mm. Like, Just like, leave me alone. What the hell? Leave me alone to browse in peace. If I have questions, I will find somebody. Yeah. I can pack 10 books myself. Don't exactly. I, I can find 10 books on my own. I don't need you throwing them at me. And, like, this I appreciate the-, the recommendations, but, like, don't throw ten books at me. Like, this say, is oh, lady- that's good. Just, like, maybe one recommendation is good. Yeah, this mm. is the lady that 
um, um, that told me that if I liked Throne, the Throne of Glass series, I would really enjoy the Red Queen series. Mm. <laughs> and I'm just like, the both of you did the same thing when mm. I told you. We're just like, the Red Queen? Ah. Yeah. That was- I'm just, <laughs> well, we just mm. did the same thing now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and then when I was sitting there reading the synopsis on the back of one, I'm like, this doesn't sound like Throne of Glass series at all to me. Yeah. Also, this is this does not really sound like it doesn't doesn't appeal to me. And it sa- the worst part is is it sounds a lot better than it is, and yeah. that's bad because it doesn't sound all that interesting in the first place. But it's worse than than that, yeah. and it's just it was not a good series. I'm like, lady, I, I'm very well aware of the things that I like and the things that I can find on my own. Please go yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like the fact that I remember you t- sending me a picture of like the fact that you bought the series, and I'm like, mm, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I know, and I went back like two days later. I'm like, I'm just gonna return these. I'm not gonna read them. Yeah. yeah. But what's funny is that you know those, those little um, those computers they have around the store, like around the floor, mm-hmm. yeah. For, like people that work there to like go in and check where the inventory is and everything. Yeah. I have worked at castles and poor people before, not once, yeah. but twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know how these machines work. Yeah. So instead of me going up and asking some random person, like, hey, can you find the books? I feel stupid doing that. I can just go in there and do it. I went into, the, like, the the history section where, like, there's usually nobody there. There was one girl who kept going back and forth, like, stalking books there. And I'm like, go away so I can use this computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go away. Out of curiosity, are the ones in, in your stores there, are they not, um, are they their employees only? Or are they the for the computers? public? Yeah. They're for employees only. Okay. I was just going to say, because like, the ones I've worked at are employees only. Like, where do you yeah, work? No, they're for employees only. But I know, how the, I know how they work. I know exactly how to use them. So I'm just like, just let me do my thing. To be fair, when you and I lived in Pennsylvania and we went to go spy on that other store that one time, uh-huh. they had public computers for other people to use. Oh. Borders used to have them for yeah. public. Borders yeah. would have them strand all across the, the book floor. Yeah. But you as a customer were able to go in there and search for what you wanted. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. I mean, except for the letting freaks use the computer. That's but, it. But you but have they, to know how to toggle between have... screens. Yeah, it doesn't usually have internet capabilities. It just no. has the capabilities of searching for your store's inventory. But uh, yeah, her and I... Well, I mean, only... just people don't know how to behave. I mean, I'm talking broken keys. Like, that oh, physical yeah. damage. That's, yeah. That's very fair. Yeah, um, yeah. Ani and I went and spied on another uh, Castles and Poor People when we were in uh, Philadelphia because every, almost every other employee except for her and I uh, were from that other store. And they had transferred over to the store her and I worked in. And we got so fucking sick of listening to them say how good that other store was. And it's just like, it was like the Essex location or something like that. Yes, it was the Essex one. Constantly talking. It's like, well, the other store does this. The other store does that. Well, we had this at the other store. The cafe is like this. The book floor is like that. But like the manager there, the, uh, the cafe lead that was there. Like the half the cafe staff were all like ta- just all from that store, and they're talking about how good it is. I'm like, then why are you here? Yeah, and that it's one so was good so there, good. Why did you leave and come here? So we got really pissed off one day, and we we're just like, let's go fucking find and see this <laughs> other store because I'm I'm tired. And we were also looking for a Panda Express because they don't have any. They don't have one. There was one that was in like downtown, like Center City, Philly. 
Yeah, and they didn't I'm have like, Panda Express, but we went and we like the GPS thing told us there was one not that far from the Essex store, so we went looking for mm. it. It was not; it was a Mandarin it was Express. Express. It was Mandarin Express. <laughs> so, which was really, really, really similar, just not quite as good. But we went into that Essex location, and it was it was beautiful, and it was amazing, and it was old brick. Yeah, we both had each like other. a We're lovely. Like, Damn it, it is nice in here. <laughs> And it had like this really lovely like old brick look to it and like that like that really just like New England style of old brick building and then like part of the cafe had like these really nice circular seating and window area. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was multiple nice. floors. It was beautifully stocked. Like it had these uh, computers you could use as a customer. It was it was mm. gorgeous. Then we went to the cafe and they had a bunch of shit we didn't have including they like had so many cheesecake we didn't and- have. Yeah, and it was beautiful. And then all the employees were super nice. The cafe manager was there. He absolutely was just a very nice and helpful person. We told him where we were, and he just was so nice to us. And it's just like, I don't know if Ani was pissed about the fact that it was as good as they were saying, but I was pissed about it. I was pissed. Uh, No, I was pissed. My my petty self was just like, oh, I really wanted it to not quite yeah it was was, oh i was hoping that it wasn't as good as 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 they hyped it up to be but no it was exactly how they hyped it up. it was beautiful it was way better than our store like our store was pretty too like it wasn't we didn't have an ugly store we had a very we had a nice store we had a basic store like it was considering where i where i spent seven six of my seven years working where we were was really nice uh but uh it was like we had a nice store it was a clean you know it was more or less a clean store a little a little dated on the inside but nothing too bad but this store was beautiful it was really really pretty it was just like pictures yeah it was just it was really nice it was really pretty and like it was just like fuck but uh but yeah so i suppose if those are all of your guys' stories that brings me to the piece de resistance Yes, that is the PS there is not the resistance with you. <laughs> Exton, not X6. Exton. It was an Exton. Exton, okay. And it was a weird Because Ex- Essex is in fucking London. Right? I mean it is, but like it's Pennsylvania. <laughs> like there was True. a bunch of shit. Like we had uh what was that area? Paoli. That isn't spelled and sound anything like it was. <laughs> There's so many more. There's the outside. Oh, I see. It was very pretty. Uh-huh. The kids section. Mm-hmm. This kind of oh, looks nice. Trying to it find. A, it was an unfortunately nice store. It was an unfortunately nice store. I don't need a video. And the manager, we I ended up seeing the um, cafe manager. Uh, it was not the first time I had met him when her and I went. At one time, we were having this massive book fair. And at our own store, and we had, I, sh- I shit you not, several hundred people in that store and mm-hmm. in our store. And we were, it was a really, really ritzy school that was there. So they had mm-hmm. to make like custom colored icing. Hang on, was this ours? Uh, yes. Yeah, that was our store. That was ours. Because on Google it says Valley Forge. I'm like, close enough. Yeah, we had the Valley Forge store. Yours is nice though. Yeah, we had a, it was very, it was nice. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a bad store by any means. Um, but one of those times we had had like this massive uh, book fair and they had us dye milk, the colors of their school and dye, like they, we dyed the milk blue and then we dyed the um, uh, whipped cream a different color. 
And that way we had the school colors and they had us put it on cupcakes and they called them specialty school cupcakes. And then they made vanilla bean frappuccinos that were blue. And all I'm hearing is uh, blue and green poop. Yeah, more or yeah. less. And they we had uh, they made us have yellow sprinkles so we could have yellow in there, too. Um, mm. But in the middle of this, like there was four of us behind the counter. We're just slamming out more and more and more orders. It just for about five or six hours of constant customers with no pause whatsoever. And then this massive six foot dude is just suddenly standing behind the counter. And he's not in uniform. He's not in. He's just standing there looking at us. And all four of us women who are behind the counter just stop everything we're doing. And we turn and we look at him. Mm. And he's just like, hello. <laughs> like, can we help you? And he's just like, oh, I should introduce myself. He's like, I, I'm a manager at one of the other stores. Can I help? And I'm just like, lead with that next time. That was terrifying. <laughs> but uh, he was very nice and he was very helpful. And he spent like an hour helping us with the line. And oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So on his day off in a store he didn't even work in, he was very nice. Um, An angel. Yeah, he's just like, you guys just look like you needed help. And I'm just like, we, yeah, thank you. I'm just really thrown off by the fact that you're suddenly just standing by the counter, dude. But yeah. Um, um, I do have a question for you, Ani. Did I ever tell on work horror stories the dick pic story? No, you were supposed to tell that, but you never did. Tell it now. I didn't tell that. And I was sitting here thinking to myself, that is my best story. And it's easily one of my best stories, but probably. The blackmail story. No, Yeah, the not. blackmail story. The one story my coworkers wanted me to tell management and I didn't. So I have a bonus story for all of you after the drama of the knife and everything. So I will tell... The story every one of my coworkers that knows that this happened to me wanted me to tell in order to get this person fired, but I didn't for, and for reasons I will explain. My cafe manager was unhinged and he was also very unstable in the mental health department for many, many reasons. Um, severe. Is this the one that had been there forever? Oh yeah. Yes. B. B. Yeah. This is B. This is B. B, who, as you guys know from previous stories, the first thing he ever said to me is, I don't know how this is going to work out. So before even asking me my name, um, but- I don't know how it's going to work out, but I don't like you. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty much. And it's just like, great. Very, in, in some ways he and I got along. And in some ways he and I didn't. We were very, very opposite people. But he also had very, he had very bad mental health and he was very depressed, but his- way of dealing with other people was he enjoyed drama and he enjoyed causing drama and he enjoyed making his other employees pissed off at each other for reasons that he has fabricated and that was all he did that was all he ever did and uh for more details of b you can listen to the first work horror stories episode oh yeah where i well, tell yeah, you guys all about him now one of the things to know, and probably one of the least interesting facts of B, is that he's gay. Nobody gives a fuck. Like, that just <laughs> nobody gay. Like, dude, I hate to break it to you, you're just not, you're not even on, the only gay person in this story. You're just the bitchiest. <laughs> it's just like, that's all I, I don't know what to tell you. But um, he, during a, a period where there was me and two other, three other female co-workers, and um and him and that was the entirety of the cafe for 
for a while because we've had a severe problem of just suddenly just like a whole bunch of people quit, which is every surprising every other month with that place. Yeah. So we had, because of that, most of us worked alone almost all of the time and we didn't really see each other, which made communicating really hard because if something, you know, like, well, these things need doing this day or this things need doing that day. Cause then remember we had a cafe manager, but we didn't have a cafe lead. So he was the only one who had any authority to do a lot of shit, but he was also terrible at telling people about like changes and different things that happened. So we had a group chat. So, you know, like, Hey, you know, the shipment's been moved to Monday or, Hey, like a new drink starts on Tuesday or like just, just basic shit. You could tell people, you know, and that was the point of it. And so we had a group chat thing and every once in a while, obviously, you know, like you you do a little chit chatting and whatever in there. Um, One day he can only have been one night. He can only have been what I assume is wine drunk. (laughs) And very wine drunk. And he starts oh, talking no. to one of my other female coworkers. Um, and they were talking about like relationships and everything. And he had had a very long term boyfriend who broke mm-hmm. up with, he broke up with and when they broke up and there was a lot of cheating on the side of his uh, former boyfriend and everything like that. And just a shit ton of drama. Like there are, Truly, the Maury show levels of drama <laughs> in this man's relationship with this dude. Oh my god. Yes, truly, oh truly god. could have just been a, just the most trashiest, weirdest, randomest, crazy shit has happened. So, but this guy was a, a longtime boyfriend, but at this point in time is an ex boyfriend just for the record at the point Mm -hmm. that this story takes place is an ex-boyfriend and so he's talking to us and telling us about his ex-boyfriend there's only one of us that is actively communicating with with him so there's three women including myself in this chat and him and our other co-worker who was very young she just turned 18 was not in this group chat and i had not added her to it yet kind of on purpose just because like you know he was kind of weird and i'm just like i'm not like my new co-worker my cafe manager was kind of weird and i didn't really want to add her into that just yet um so like she wasn't in it but me and my two other female co-workers who one was right about my age and the other one was younger than me and i was probably in my mid-20s at the time so i think the the female co-worker that he's talking with was the younger one she's probably like 22 And they're talking about like ex-boyfriends and like just some other stuff and they're talking and like everything. And he's talking, starts talking about his ex-boyfriend's dick in great detail. (laughs) And I will say, I am at this point, I am reading the messages as they come in, but I am not responding to any of it. And I'm just like kind of horrified to see what's happening, but it's also 11 o'clock at night and I don't have anything better to do than just like watch the (laughs) show. That is happening in the chats right now. And he's talking and he's clearly getting more inebriated. And I can, you know, and he, you can just see the moment where it just goes too far. And he's, and they're talking about his, in great detail, his ex-boyfriend's dick. And then the next thing that shows up in the chat is a full-on picture of his ex-boyfriend's dick. Things we do not need to see. He has sent a group chat like picture to three <laughs> female 
co-workers a picture of his ex-boyfriend's dick unsolicited dick pic this is well, this is an unsolicited dick pic and could probably fall into the revenge porn oh 100% could fall into the revenge porn category i mean he was saying lovely things about his ex-boyfriend's dick <laughs> just to be clear <laughs> And the group chat, even from my female co-worker that had been talking with him, just comes to a standstill. <laughs> Crickets. And, like, just fully kind of not expecting an actual full-blown dick pic. And, and like, she responds to him and the conversation fizzles out, like, pretty fast after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just truly horrified at the fact that not only did he send a dick pic, but it was of someone else. Right. Like, he has naked photos of his ex-boyfriend that he's sending to people that his ex-boyfriend has never met mm-hmm. and will and will, might not ever meet, but to these random women. And, like, I'm horrified on behalf of, like, his ex-boyfriend at this point, too. I'm horrified mm-hmm. for myself because I had to see that, but, like, I'm also horrified <laughs> in the fact that, like, I feel bad for his ex-boyfriend because clearly, Jesus Christ, okay. Mm-hmm. So... Boundaries, people. Boundaries. And I should say, this was done over Messenger. And one of the features, at least like a couple updates ago of Messenger, is you could edit a photo with like little, you could draw on it and stuff like that, right? (laughs) I wake up in the morning and he has edited the photo and just blacked it out, right? Okay. My coworker is in his 40s and doesn't truly understand how Messenger works. And if you edit a photo, it does not edit the original photo. It resends the photo with the edits so the original dick pic is still there he has yeah, just now resent say. the dick pic just blacked out oh my god <laughs> doesn't matter sir we still saw everything and i'm and... sure everybody screenshotted it too. oh yeah <laughs> myself included <laughs> because mm-hmm. this man hates me hates me and does everything he can to make my life a living. This is the same man who, after like, like two years of working there, had stressed me out so much I had a panic attack and went to the ER. I remember okay? that. I remember and, that. Like this, I hate this man. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I didn't turn in the photo and what happened. My other two coworkers also did not do it. I talked to, like, I literally saw my coworker that he'd been talking to the next morning. And I, and we were talking, like, that was unexpected. And that was weird. And she was just, she's like, yeah. She's like, I'm just going to ignore it and let it go. And one of, and my other coworker, um, horrified. Um, but it's just like, nope, <laughs> not going to deal with it. Yeah. And you know what? I, that's perfectly fine. That's that's acceptable. I also took the approach of I'm not going to deal with it because I understood at this moment that if I turn this photo in, he will be fired. But I also understand after having worked with him for a few years at this point, this cafe is literally all he has. And not in like a, he's very dedicated to his work and everything like that. This is his only thing. This is the only thing in his life. He has, at this point in his life, has stopped going out with friends. He stopped, like, having, like, parties going out. He goes to work. Clearly has an ex-boyfriend. And he goes home. And that was, because he had been in that semi-accident. And that had messed up his back and had messed up a lot of his life. And it really did ruin his life in a lot of ways. Like, he had a fucked up life beforehand. 
but like it really ruined his life and it really took his life and spiraled it out of into an entirely different way and i knew that if he got fired he he would be taking the only thing he had like the, the only thing he really really had any control over and then like the most important thing in his life was this cafe and he absolutely was 100% dedicated to this cafe not in a way that was productive but in a, in a way that like somebody with severe mental health is clinging to something right mm-hmm. and so my three co-workers and I didn't do anything about it like we didn't say mm-hmm. anything we didn't turn it in even when he got really really bad you know especially like with me and he was just really was giving me a really hard time and I was I was not in the world's best place either but be, it just made me understand more of why I shouldn't turn it in because if he did something to himself I was going to feel terrible because that that would be on me in a way yeah you know mm-hmm. and one of my co-workers <coughs> one of my male co-workers found out because he, he and I were having a conversation and he said that he found out that somebody in the store had been sent a dick pic by our cafe manager and he was telling me like it was a great revelation and this was like a year or two later and so I don't know who told eventually, but like he said, but he didn't, he didn't know who had it. And at that point I was the only person who was in that original group chat that was still working there. Mm. And, and he was telling me, it's just like, somebody has it. I like, I don't know who has it, but they should turn it in. And like, no, no, no. And I'm like, yeah, I know about that. He's like, you do. And I said, yeah, because that random coworker is me. <laughs> and he's just, he freaks out. It's like, you have to turn it in. You have to turn it in. You have to get him fired. Like just all of this on and on and on. And I just told him no. I told him I wasn't going to do it. And he's like, you should do it. You should get him fired. Like, like, what do you care? Like, he's just been nothing but terrible. And like, and I told him why. And I told him like, he could hurt himself. He could come in here and hurt somebody else. Like, I don't trust that he's mentally stable enough not to do these things. And he's like, well, if he does, it's not on you. And I'm like, it is kind of on me because I'm the one who makes the decision that will ruin his life. Like, he made this decision to send out this photo, but, like, I, I actively get to make the choice of whether or not to do something about it. And I'm not going to. And I absolutely spent the next, like, three years of working there, of listening to him hound me, of trying to get me to turn this photo in. And when he told one of my managers that uh, there was a photo and that, he, you know, my cafe manager had sent out this photo, he didn't say that it was me. He just said that it was one of the baristas. And one night... It had been a couple months later. She mentioned it while we were like walking to our cars and like we're all just chit chatting. And it was just, eventually it was just her and I and we were just ta- talking. And she mentioned it and she's and I told her, yeah, I know, I have it. Like it was me. And she's just like, you should report it. You should turn it in. And it's like we could get him fired for that. And I'm like, I know, but I'm not going to because you're going to get him fired for that. And she said the same thing that he did. That you know. Like, it's not your bit, you know, like, it's not on you. I mean, if to a degree, they're right. It is not yeah. on you. Like, you did it's... your job to, to report the yeah. harassment or whatever. The rest is on him. Like, if he yeah. goes to hurt like, himself, that's his on actions him. would have led to his own consequences of him getting fired and the things that he does after that that are on him. But the choice of being a part in it would be my own choice. And yeah. that wasn't mm-hmm. something I wanted to do. And I know quite a few people who have been in that position of making that decision that he might have been willing to make. And I didn't want to be the person who, if I would just like, if I just keep my mouth shut, you know, and then anything he does, that's, that's on him. Those are his decisions. But if I do something that puts him in that position and he, and he hurts himself or he kills himself, 
I don't want to be the reason that other people miss him. I don't like him, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to be the reason other people are sad that he's gone. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. have to like him, but other people care. See, this is where her and I differ. Like, if that was me, and I had to deal with that kind of shit day in and day out for years, and I had the opportunity, I'd be like, I'm fucking taking it. And I totally understand that. And I definitely understand why people would do that. And if someone was like, oh, did you hear about blah, blah, blah? I'm like, yes. Oh, oh, really? Wah, I don't care. Yeah. And I reach that that level of I do not give a fuck of what happened to this person. I feel what she's saying. No, I get what she's saying. And I I fully support... For anybody who's listening, if somebody is harassing you and you have the opportunity to get them to, away from you, you should take it under, like, you should do the best that you can to keep yourself in your own positive mental health space. But I wasn't willing to be the reason somebody else's mental health deteriorated. But more than that, I know how I feel about the people who've treated the people that are close to me that have also have come close to making those decisions of mm-hmm. whether or not they wanted to live and how much I hate those people that brought them to that those decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person that causes somebody to make that decision because I know with it how much hatred I have towards those people who impact the people that I love and how much I hate those people that make them do that and how who I will hate forever just for bringing them to that point even though they didn't go through with it like i will always hate those people for that Mm -hmm. and i don't want to be that person and no matter how many times i explained it to my manager and to my former friend they didn't get that and i just didn't give a shit enough about whether or not they liked it because it was my decision and i have to this day backed up on a drive somewhere an unsolicited dick pic <laughs> that so I never sent in. Like, what is that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, like, every once in a while, like, when I was having really bad days, and I, and especially when he was being really terrible, I just think to myself, I could get him fired if I really wanted to, and I'd never have to see him again. You know, and that makes you feel better. But then you also understand that why you don't do it and why I didn't do it. And... Mm. You know, and it's just like, and I, I walked out of that store the last day thinking to myself, I wonder if he has any idea that I actively, in spite all of the shit that he did to me over six years, I could have gotten him fired years ago, but I didn't because I gave more of a shit about him than he gave about me. And I, you know, like I walked out of there feeling better about myself on those on the last day, but I also felt bad for him because he was just continuously never going to change. Yeah, yeah. Now that man's stuck in his own spiral, and there's no, there's no changing it. There's no helping yeah. it. There's nothing but forcefully removing him from that position will ever change his life. So, yeah. yeah. But I did. <laughs> I can honestly say it's the only dick pic that's ever been sent to me, and it was of a, a gay guy's ex-boyfriend's dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> just add to the list of reasons why Misty doesn't ne- doesn't never want a date. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm so glad I don't date, because holy fuck. Holy fuck, no. It's not, it's just, I don't understand people who date. I really don't understand people who take naked pictures of themselves, so. Oh, because apparently you have to worry. I've gotten, I'm just like, delete, 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 stop you it. You have to worry about your ex, your exes sending them into group chats with their coworkers and strangers, so, when they're drunk, so, don't do that, so. Yeah, no. Don't, don't, don't but, do that. 
I will say over the next like several years that I worked there, it really kind of pissed me off that despite me explaining my reasoning for not turning in the dick pic, um, said coworker continued to try to get me to do it. So <sighs> was that the other B? Mm-hmm. That was somebody yeah. who did not understand, like me telling you and explaining my reasoning of why this is no, did not understand that repetitively telling me something it's was not, not going to change it. my mind. Mm-mm. It's the same person who spent so much of our friendship together trying to get me to smoke weed, and I wouldn't do it because I don't smoke anything, and it bothers me. Like I don't want to. Like I don't give a fuck if other people do it, but like I. Don't like, force me to do it. Yeah. And he just like, and whenever like any conversation about mental health and anxiety and whatever would come up and he would just be like, you'd feel better if you just smoked, you know, like I can get. Like, How do you know? Not everyone's going to react to weed the same way that you do. And me explaining yeah. to him like the absolute real, like genuine deep reasons why I don't want to and why it makes me uncomfortable. Didn't change the fact that he spent six years trying to get me to do it. So, but this brings me to. My wildest, craziest, most interesting, bizarrest, most dangerous story. <laughs> I'm so ready this for this. This takes place to over multiple months and multiple people it happens to. <laughs> Same person all the time, for the record. So one of these nights I'm working and my coworker in the cafe and I are closing and she goes on lunch and I'm supposed to take lunch as soon as she gets back. And she, 30 minutes roll by, she doesn't come back. Oh, no. And I'm just like, okay, I'm starting to get like, I'm starting to get irritated because I'm like, where, where is she? Okay. Where is she? 45 minutes an hour rolls by and like I'm talking to the headset like has anybody seen her like what's going on no one is answering me no one and I'm just like what and I can see like some of the other employees in the store and I'm just like what is going like hello and finally like one of the managers is just like we'll send her to you as soon as we can and I'm just like what yeah okay something's something's going on so at that point now I'm just worried it's like I went from being pissed to being worried so she comes back into the cafe right? and she grabs one of the bags of like our whole coffee beans. And she says, I'll explain later. I'll be right back. And she leaves again. And I'm like, back we had like, beans. yeah, we had like a container. She's not like, dead. Yeah. Like, well, but we had a, like a container, like full of coffee beans that we used to like refill stuff. And so she has it and she just took it with her. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening now? I'm now I'm confused and concerned. And I'm just like, okay, well, she's, she's fine. So there you go. Um, and she comes back and and I'm just like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, it's not me. And she proceeds to tell me what has happened while she went on lunch. One of our other female coworkers who she's probably about five, 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 six. And I'll give her credit. This is a tough chick. Shouldn't take shit, you know, but she's also a very nice person. Um, she went to go outside, like, where our front doors are. Sorry. <laughs> we have a friend. Who's our friend? Cookie. Oh, Cookie. I thought touching her of, would shut her up. You get a glass of milk and put Cookie in it, and then you guys. <laughs> so. 
I don't, I threaten that with Oreo all the time. I threaten to put it. It's like, I'm going to get a big old glass of milk and I'm going to put you in it and then I'm going to eat you. Because so, <laughs> you have to dunk Oreos in milk. And, I'll, mm-hmm. and their water dish that I have that's in my room is a giant mm-hmm. cup. So, like, it's a giant, it's technically a measuring cup, but it looks like a mug. And I threaten to fill it with milk and put him in it. So, <laughs> that's fair. Um, so, our, our co-worker, our female co-worker, um, she's in her, like, mid, you know, upper 20s and everything. She goes outside to have a cigarette. It's probably about 7, 8 o'clock. It's evening, but, like, not pitch black at this point. Mm -hmm. And so she goes out and not like probably 15 feet from the front doors. She doesn't even turn a corner or anything. She's in front of like the glass and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, But our registers are right there. And there's a, there's really high display shelves between the registers and the glass. You can't, Mm -hmm. it's hard to see past them. Mm -hmm. And so unless you're paying attention, you kind of have to like look over a little bit. So she goes out there and she, you know, she has a cigarette and she has a Red Bull can in her hand. And that's important. And this guy, very, very homeless, very, like, deranged, drug addict kind of looking of a person. He's not that tall. He's probably five, five-ish, five, four, five, five-ish is probably more accurate. Um, super thin, but definitely has that look in his eye. Like, this is somebody who probably does hard drugs and mm-hmm. is no longer have all of his oars in the water because of it. And yeah. she's having she's having a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And he walks up to her and he asks her for a cigarette. And she tells him, she's like, this is my last my last cigarette. I don't have one. And he starts demanding a cigarette. Give me a cigarette. You need to give me a cigarette. And she's like, no. And she starts to leave. And he grabs her. And he shoves her against the glass. <gasps> and he's pinning her there. And he won't let her go. And he has his face with less than an inch away from her face. No. Screaming at her, give me a cigarette. And he will not let go of her. And she's screaming for help. And she's screaming and she's screaming. And somebody in a Jeep is driving by, slowed down and leaned out the window. Is like, hey man, let her go. And then didn't proceed to do anything. And she's screaming for help. And she takes her Red Bull can, which she hasn't opened yet, and she shoves it and she slams it right into his face, which gets him to let uh-huh. go of her enough that she can shove him as far away from her as possible. And she has to run back in the store screaming for help. And she runs immediately. Oh she doesn't even stop running. She just runs into the office and she to find our manager. And she's just fully freaking out. She's having a panic attack. She's losing her mind. They have to uh-huh. call the cops and everything. And my coworker who had been in the cafe had been in the lunch area, which is directly next to the office, and heard all of it. And so the reason she was late coming back was the fact that she spent an hour sitting there comforting her and holding her because she's just fully having a meltdown and a panic attack. Yeah, she was right. fully physically just assaulted, like, directly in front of our store. Jeez. So I go on lunch directly after my coworker gets back after she tells me all this, and I spend my whole lunch sitting in the lunchroom with her as well. Mm-hmm. And... And I walk her because her she calls her um, her fiance and she tells him she's like I'm I'm going home like you need to pick me up like right now, and she tells him like what happened and he's obviously freaked out but he's also super pissed and like I walk her to the front of the store and we wait inside until he gets there to come pick her up and everything and she's just a mess, mm-hmm. an absolute mess and he comes in and he's just like 
he's super pissed he's just like where is this person like where is he and they're like you know we don't know cops aren't here and i'm just, and i you know i just look at him and say you just need to take her home like being pissed isn't gonna help she's a mess you need to take her home and mm-hmm. my coworker, for the for the record because i feel like people are gonna ask what the coffee beans were for this man smelled so bad she actually got sick like when oh. she came inside oh and she came inside and like between the, the nausea and everything she just kept saying all oh, she can she can't smell anything but him so my coworker had oh. our oh. coffee beans to put it in front of her so she could just That's sit there and stuff. yeah and and she had it for a while like we, will, uh... we, yeah we left it with her so she could just sit there with it because it was actually just physically making her sick and so you know obviously the cops go looking for the guy they don't find him and but they have a general idea of who he is because they've had problems with him before but they don't find him so that's Great. incident one and victim one. Oh god so probably a month or so later that manager i was telling you about the chick who used to be a biker and all that yeah now our whole building on two of the of our longest sides are solid glass windows just huge mm-hmm. glass windows um and we have like glass emergency exit doors and all that as well mm-hmm. and on the one side is like where like the kids books are and like the kids area and all yeah. that and that's at the side of the building so my my manager had gone and she went and she uh she was on her lunch break she had her purse with her and she went out to have a cigarette and she's that's where she was is on that side of the building where the glass windows are right outside the kids area and uh she's just having a cigarette this same man walks up to her and tries to steal her purse and she walks he walks up grabs her purse and they get into a like a, a a struggle over the purse and he tries to attack her and he like he lunges at her and i i love my manager because she's just taking no fucking shit but she's screaming too obviously for help because my manager this dude is not that big but he is bigger than my manager mm-hmm. and she's screaming but she's also she has like she calls the store and she's screaming for for help and my one of our uh co-workers was in like the kids department and saw her through the windows and went through the emergency door Mm -hmm. and was like, but at the same time, we actually had cops patrolling in the parking lot and they saw everything and they ran out about the same time that our coworker got there and pulled them apart and they arrested the guy right then and there. Uh And, uh, and my manager, I love her because she's just still screaming profanities at this man. <laughs> yeah. Just screaming at him. He's a motherfucker. She's going to beat the shit out of him. And they have to tell her she needs to back off. <laughs> and she needs to go have a cigarette or something and just calm down. She's like, I was trying to! <laughs> and they asked her, yeah, they asked her, it's just like, is there anything we can do to make you feel better? She's like, yeah, leave me alone with him. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we can't do that. But they arrest this guy, okay? Mm-hmm. So they do, they fully arrest him. And at some point, I don't know, like, what happens. He is out again. Mm-hmm. So my manager was victim number two. This is, now this third one is where my planning comes into place. Where, like, I just sit there and I just think to myself, what would I do if? And then plan mm. for disaster scenarios. <laughs> because I had a plan. 
I do that and, at concerts. Oh yeah. yeah. And I have a lot of free, I had a lot of free time at this job and I just sit there and think of what's the worst possible thing that can happen. And what can I, what could I do? She's so, so right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we love her. Yeah. So I, uh, the thing to know about the cafe is like the dining room is massive. It's, it was, it's just too, it's too big. It's stupid big. Like it's ridiculous how big this cafe is. However, behind the counter is ridiculously small. It's probably from the back counter to the front counter. Cause it's rec- the whole thing is rectangular mm-hmm. from the back mm-hmm. counter area, which leads into the swinging double doors into like where the freezers are in our sinks and stuff like that. It's rectangular, but from one counter, the front part of the counter to the back counter is probably about five feet. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I could probably sit and like my, like I wouldn't even be able to fully lay down. Like it's probably about mm-hmm. five feet. And, but it's, so it's very narrow, but long in the back. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've seen this man, but I was there the day, like my first coworker was attacked. So I knew who this guy was because I'd seen him before. And I saw him come back in the store. This is probably two months after the very first incident that where my first Mm -hmm. coworker was attacked. And somehow this guy is out once again. And that manager that uh the one who wanted to go in the stall with that one dude is mm-hmm. very very sweet but just holy shit um was the one on duty and i see this guy come in and i recognize him and i'm like fuck because he's here and so i mm-hmm. say over the headset i'm just like that guy is here like that guy who attacked our our coworker is is here mm-hmm. i'm looking right at him as he's wandering around our store and so he's like are you sure? You know, like you can, I said, I am a hundred percent certain that's who this is. And it's like, I was there. I saw him like, I saw him in the earlier before, like he attacked her. Like I, I know who he is. And they're like, okay, well, we'll, you know, we'll call the cops and everything like that. And they like, and they tried to like keep an eye on him and find him and everything like that. I think at this point is probably one of the instances where he was actually actively on drugs and high at that point. Mm. Because he walks into the dining room and I see him walk into the dining room. And I, I was holding something and I watch him walk over to our trash can, one that's at the, like at the front entrance of where our cafe is, pull the trash can out of like the giant container thing that mm-hmm. it's in. Mm-hmm. And he's starting to pull trash out of it. Ugh. And he's just starting to throw it on the floor and he's starting to eat stuff out of the trash. Ew. That's gross. And he's like picking stuff up and he's putting it on the table and like he's, and he's starting to eat it and everything like that. My first thought is, I, this guy is here. It is really late. I am pretty much the only person in this cafe. I'm the only co, I'm the only like barista working in the cafe. Mm-hmm. So, my first thought is that the first thing I did is I went to the other end of like the cafe because like the ovens and the bait case are on one side of the like of my mm-hmm. rectangle. And then in the middle is where the double swinging doors is that leads into the back part. And the, like we have the, on one wall is two giant freezers, like massive freezers. Mm-hmm. On the other wall is the sinks. And towards the very back is where like the mop bucket area is. And we have these shelves and there's probably a two foot square between the end of the wall and where these shelves are. It's just this weird little square alcove. And we usually hang like our aprons and stuff in there because it's just pretty much mm-hmm. the only free space. But if you stand in it against the wall, Whoever walks through the swinging doors can't see you. Mm-hmm. 
and because we have because of the boxes and everything that are on these shelves and because of the aprons and everything that are that are like hanging there i walk from because i'm standing in the dead center of like between right next to the swinging door so instead of going through there i i walk over and i grab the only knife we have in the cafe and it's a big knife it's like a foot long and everything like yeah, that it's got like it's the serrated knife. edge it's the only knife we have in the cafe because this guy's acting sandwiches with mm-hmm. yeah I mean, it's not the greatest thing because it's not exactly that sturdy, but it's better than nothing because he, this man is now attached to two of my coworkers and my manager is just being like, well, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of like, well, we'll call the cops. Just, you know, he's like, don't worry about it. And we'll I'm fucking start like, dialing. Yeah, right? well, I'm, I'm, I'm telling him, he's like, well, now he's eating out of our, our trash can and everything and he's throwing things on the floor and he's like, it's like, okay, just, you know, hang out in the cafe and everything like that. Everything is telling me like, I, I am on my own. I am fully on my own because my cohort, my manager is just not actively going to do anything. And like none of my other, like this is all over headset that my other coworkers are wearing and none of them are saying anything either. And fully at this moment, this guy is standing at the exit of the cafe. There's two like exits, but either way I have to step into the dining room and closer to him to leave. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I have this moment of being able to grab this knife. And as I'm walking to grab it, I watch him look up and look at me. And I register the moment that he's deciding he's going to come over here. So I grab the knife and as fast as I can possibly walk, I just go back through the double doors and I go straight to that alcove and I I hide back there. I take two of the aprons and I throw them over little hooks that we have. So it like fully blocks off the immediate view. If you walk through the swinging double doors Mm -hmm. because, and I'd like the double doors. There's no way to close. There's no way to lock. They're just fucking swinging doors. And as I'm walking to go through the double doors, he is coming to like where you come back behind the counter. Like he's walking towards mm-hmm. me and where you go back. That is just my immediate reaction. And I just, I go back there. I don't hesitate. I don't stop. And I just press myself as far back against it as I can. And I try to make sure I'm blocked as well as I can from view. And it's just me and the knife and a headset. And I tell them over headset, like he's headed towards the counter and he stands at the counter like at those swinging doors where you come into mm-hmm. the cafe part of it, uh, like into the employee area of the cafe. And he's screaming, hello, 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 come here, hello, hello, just over and over again. And I'm just, I just have the headset and I'm like, he's, he's screaming at me. Like, we're coming over. and my manager's just like, just like, it'll be fine. Just stay put. What just, do you mean? It'll be fine. Like he's about to come over this person. I did not. Mm. And he's just like, it'll be fine. Just just stay put. Like He's like, I see him. And I'm just like, you're not doing anything about it. Well, can you uh, accost him? I mean, can you get him away? Could you Have talk you to him? Police? Could you distract him? Could you do something? And I'm just standing there alone in this cafe, in this little two-foot alcove, hoping that if he takes the steps, the two steps he would need to like fully be in this back area with me, that he won't see me. And because it's just me and a knife mm-hmm. and I'm standing there and for probably a solid 30 seconds, this man just screams, hello, 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 over and over again. And I'm just thinking to myself, I am going to have to fight this person. Mm-hmm. It's like two of my other coworkers have had to do it. I am going to physically have to fight this person. And he's just screaming and he's screaming. And then like the screaming stops and I don't, and I don't leave. And my coworkers aren't saying anything. They're not talking. They're not talking to me. Your like, there's just nothing. Are shit. Yeah. 
yeah, they were. Yeah, they were really, they were really worthless people, in all honesty. Um, mm-hmm. And they, and like, nobody tells me anything. Nobody tells me what's going on. Nobody tells me what they're doing. Like, nobody tells me if he leaves. It's just me standing back there for a minimum Anxiety of, building yeah, up. with a knife waiting to see if somebody's going to come behind this counter. I I stay back there for at least five minutes and nobody says anything to me. Nobody talks to me. Nobody does anything. And I like I'm over, I go over the headset and it's just like, is he gone? Like what's going on? Like what's happening? And they're just like not answering me. And I'm just like, what is happening right now? Like what is did he leave? And my manager's just like, yeah, no, he he's not in the cafe anymore. And I'm like, were you going to tell me that? Were you going to tell me that he left? It's like, I'm standing back here with a knife, assuming this man's going to attack me like he did the last two coworkers. Was anybody going to tell me when he left? No. No. Mm-mm. No. And they're just like, well, the cops should be here soon. He's somewhere in the store. And I'm like, that doesn't make me feel any better. And I said, you can tell me when the cops get here and they take him away and they arrest him and he leaves because I'm not leaving this back area until he does. And I didn't. And I was back there for at least 20 minutes before they're like, yeah, he's gone. Mm. And it's just like, and it's not because the cops came and took him. It's because he fucking left. And I, yeah, so I stood back there for like 20 minutes with just a knife and just me. I have no idea if customers came. I wasn't leaving. Because like at one point, I do remember one of my customers saying, "Is like I think you might have customers." I said, "I don't care. I'm not leaving," and I didn't. And I just not when I stayed. you're the only person there with no backup. Like, come yeah. on. I asked you guys for help. I told you it was happening, and you guys are just like, "Well, just just stay put. It's fine." Stay like, put with you. the psycho It's fine. He attacked oh two God. of our other female coworkers, and he actually came over to me, looking for me, yelling for me to come over to him, and. I don't know what boundary he decided was actually the right one, but those little swinging doors were enough to keep him on the right side of the counter and not come back there. Because if he'd have come back there, if he'd have taken more than three steps beyond those swinging doors, he would have seen me. And yeah. then it's just me trapped in a little two foot alcove. And, and I'm just like, yeah. Stab. And, yeah. And I'm just like, assuming it just doesn't, the knife doesn't, doesn't snap the first thing that happens, but it was just me. And I have a, a, a building full of coworkers that know what's happening and not a fucking single person cared. I vaguely remember her telling me this story and because all I remember was her being so pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. And just telling me about there was a knife and a crazy person. Like that's all I remembered. And now I'm just like, this is what she was talking about. Yeah. It was literally me asking for help from a an, a person we all knew was an active violent threat and not a single fucking person cared. That it's, just I cannot fathom. I can't. Either. I don't even understand why someone wasn't just I mean at minimum. I mean like it's okay, we can still see him. He's not getting any closer. I mean like it's just someone Yeah. Somebody literally some kind anybody, of comfort. Yeah, literally anyone who could have been there and it's just been like, you know, okay, he left the cafe. You're you're fine, you know. Like you can come out here, you know, and like just anybody, somebody, anybody. But no, a building full of people, and not a single fucking one of them bothered to like give a shit. Like nobody gave a shit. That's horrible. And, it, mm-hmm. and it's just like I I was truly just so pissed, and my manager just nobody cared nobody fucking cared and i'm just like great thank you i appreciate that so oh my god 
How much longer after that did you quit? Years. It was years, years. later. Years later, yeah. Never mind. That was it. <clears throat> that wow. Was... That's both Misty, you've left me speechless, really. I mean, I I definitely understand I understand all your reasons for the second story. I understand yeah. them completely. I get it. Yeah. But the other story, the I'm just speechless. Like I'm kind of blown away. I know, right? The knife story really just I feel like emulates how terrible my coworkers were mm. in that they just didn't give a fuck. Like people freaked out when the first chick was attacked and people freaked out when the second person was attacked. Nobody the fuck the girl gave in the cafe. a fuck. Nobody gave a fuck about the barista in the cafe. Literally and inside the building. Yeah. Literally inside the building having to hide with a knife and nobody gave a fuck. And that was the definition. Not only was that the definition of about how the book floor people cared about the cafe, because that's mm -hmm. exactly their sentiments of like, well, it's a cafe person. They don't really matter. But also like I'm actively in a, in a dangerous situation and nobody bothers to tell me or care or tell me when it's over. Mm -hmm. And I can truly say from the bottom of my heart, every single person that I worked with, with one exception, maybe two, two to three real exceptions. Um, and those people, one of who listens to this and was in that group chat with me and she knows who <laughs> she is. And uh, all I can say to her is don't ever go back to that store, please. Even though I know you think about it once in a while, please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> just Coming from us, from this side of the, of the, of the States, d d don't. Just re-listen to these episodes, girl. You know you don't want to do this. But uh, um, it's not they worth were it. truly, those coworkers were the, some of the worst people on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't give a fuck and they didn't give a shit. And I genuinely hope I never have to have conversations with uh, almost any of them ever again. So. so do I. Yeah. I ran into one of them a couple weekends ago on that note. Turn around and walk away. No, the manager that wanted to, like, the manager that, that was there that night with the knife, and then the one who, the same one who wanted to crawl in under the stall right. door. I saw him the other day at a different location when I was in it. And uh, yeah, so he doesn't work at that store anymore, but he works somewhere else. Clearly. So. But yeah. But this is truly my retail horror story so and with that is what we are closing the series with i don't think i can do better there's like no, i don't know that's happened there's little shit that's happened like here and there but none of it compares to anything that i've said today so no. we might have to change the name to the to, to future stories to like petty work stories and not horror stories. <laughs> petty, <Yeah. laughs> petty work stories then I'll just tell you shit about my coworkers. <laughs> just be like, hey. It's like, let me tell you why this person's an asshole. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, that is the, um, at the very least, it is the wrap up to the main uh, work horror stories series. Um, if people would like to send us in stories that they've had of their own work horror stories, by all means, we'll be happy to do other episodes of reading other people's stories out. Um, you can... DM Always, us on yeah. Instagram. You can message us on Facebook. You can even email us from our website. Everything is there. The Sorry yep. Not Sorry Generation. It's not that hard to find us. Yeah. Check us Send out. Us like our, We have, like, if you go to, like, Instagram, it links you to everything. You can go to our website. Yeah, we have our link tree. I mean, yeah. Link tree. So we, you can literally just come and send us a, a message. Um, 
We don't have to say the names of actual people or places. Just make a note of that when you send us the Yeah, we, we do not. We don't. We don't out you. We just yeah, out we the shit happened. We don't have to say your name. We don't have to say the actual name of like we can make like castles and poor people and planetary gear are very obviously fake names, and we can say fake names for your places as well. You just have to note that like in there, or you can just say your own fake names. So or the you can give fake names of coworkers and people and stuff like that too. Uh, we're more than happy to gather up some stories and uh, show and really reveal other people's horrors. So. I like showcasing the work st- work horrors because not people, yeah. not many people know about them. Yeah, like I, I feel like anybody who's worked in retail for more than five minutes has at least one horror story in their name. <laughs> Clearly, but as we've seen through this series, that we've had, you know, working in like for a judge, and we've had working in offices, and we've had working for psych geriatric hospitals and stuff like that like things are wild and crazy and everywhere so feel free to send us anything and um with that i truly hope you guys enjoyed this i'm sorry if you need therapy after this (laughs) (laughs) like truly truly this has been worse than any stephen king novel ever could be like this is true yeah this is true these are real so these are our real genuine stories so um but yeah thank you one and all for listening to this series yeah um i do hope you know somewhere down the line we get to do like a another episode of it i really uh, hope we do this is so much fun yeah this has been great and uh i'm really glad that there is now genuine record of the shit that has happened to me over the years. <laughs> and I truly can't believe that it took until I finished my la- what was supposed to be my last story for me to remember the dick pic story. So <laughs> uh, I really would have just told that like episodes ago, like if I had remembered, but yeah. So um, don't send dick pics to people. Be nice to your baristas. Don't demand that people pay for your office supplies out of pocket and um, look out for dump trucks. <laughs> yes, please be on the lookout for dump trucks while you are biking down streets. Yes. So you don't um, get beaten by one. And um, don't trust your coworkers to have your back if some crazy person comes into a oh, store. Oh, God, no. I don't trust anybody mm-hmm. at work. No. And I'm glad and I didn't also- even- Thank Sorry, you. Jessica. I, I love you, Jessica. You. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, I trust. I don't call. I don't consider her a coworker. She's That's true. She's been my friend since we were six. Well, but um, also, the- thank you, Aaron, for joining us on all of these. Yes, absolutely. Re- <laughs> I'm. Thank you for showering me with horror. <laughs> I'm sorry for the mental scarring that I've absolutely have definitely caused, <laughs> but at the same time honestly having people here who've never heard some of these stories before <laughs> is genuinely the been the best part of it because i i've loved having guests for this just because like ani and i have been friends through every one of these instances she's had like the actual reactions of when it was happening to me so and so like she knows my stories and she knows the wild shit that's happened but really just getting to see people react to some of the shit that's happened to me yeah the reactions honestly, are the best it's it's amazing it's and cheaper than therapy it is it <laughs> it's is true it's its own therapy it's true it's its own therapy just getting to tell the world holy shit this happened so yeah but um on that note we will wrap up work horror stories thank you all so much so sorry once again (laughs) and um 
be wild, be weird, but try to not to be that way at work. <laughs> so, be nice. Be nice. Be, be weird. nice. Be weird. Be decent. Be decent. The same for don't, decent. Yeah. yeah. Don't, be decent. Don't eat out of the trash. Don't threaten braces. Um and um don't whip your chains around. And maybe if you just have a moment and you're sitting in your workplace, you're standing in your workplace, just think of where the exits are and what you do in a situation like that. So yeah. 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 So thank you all so, so much. And we will see you next time. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns. Huzzah! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay. <laughs>